Magos, we are receiving a transmission. It appears to contain vital intelligence from the Warfront. From whom is this transmission? The Loyalists or the forces of the Warmaster? Ascertain this, Adept. It is a vocal transmission. It appears to be three remembrances. I cannot tell you to whom they are loyal. Where is it coming from? It is from the Galactic Northeast, from the edge of the Empire. Welcome to Edge of Empire, episode three of year four. And uh, joining us tonight, we have a galaxy of stars. We have the man who put, put the word into word bearers, Michael Bottrell. Hello. We have the man who put the wolf into space wolves, Robbing. Good evening. And the man who put the fist into the imperial fists, Chris Mills. <laughs> It's just the one you've been practicing for weeks and have been going on about. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest, the payoff was not worth it. You would say. Oh, it was. Yes, it certainly was. I thought, yeah, and yes, and that's it. And of course, me, the man who put the worry into Iron Warriors, Graham Mills. So <laughs> tonight, uh, we will be looking at this month's new releases. Uh, we'll be doing an update of what th- things we've been up to this month. We'll also be running through this month's news. The Augury Scanner is once again pinging away. And we'll see what's captured our collective interests. We'll have a little talk about Company of Legends as well. And for this month's list challenge, we take on the, and these are somebody else's words, not mine, the mighty Space Wolves with Rob being judge, jury and priest of Fenris. And finally, we do a roundup of the world's forthcoming events. That'll be quick. Yes. (laughs) I've got events, but I don't know how many of them are going ahead right now. Yeah, yeah. so fair enough. Anyway, which kind of brings us on to our next point, really. So, Michael. Yeah, so, um, yeah, before we go any further, we thought to, uh, we we ought to get some, uh, a couple of bits out of the way, um, sort of, not out of the way, but talk about some events that have had an impact on our community. Um, I mean, the first one is um, we would like to send out our, love and compassion to our good friend greg dan of the imperial truth and his wife yeah absolutely yeah indeed indeed um and yeah obviously on to covid19 um that's had a bit of an impact on everybody um obviously i mean the three uh three of us uh have serious underlying medical conditions in fact actually no four of us here yeah rob's got his um oh yeah yeah I'm, i'm on that list as well yeah, yeah, we're, we're underlying medical conditions to make us worse. Has the cream uh, not cleared that up yet? No, no, un, un, you know, COVID-19 is not a peaceful compliance and the Death Guard are not taking it lightly. Yeah. No, um, so um, we're acutely aware of uh, of this. Um, we're obviously all feeling the break, the, the effects of it. I'm on a 12-week lockdown. Graham, are you, you're on that as well, aren't you? Oh. Yep, yep, I certainly <laughs> Did I not say well, the microphone not working? You, yes. It sounded like you were taking a cup of tea. Graham's having isolation in um, New in, our, in LA. That's why you've got the slight time delay between question and answer because uh, that's where I've got we're bouncing off through satellites. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my uh, special bunker in Idaho that I've pre-prepared for <laughs> yeah. such an thing. So anyway, go on. So yeah, a lot of the community are being impacted by this. I mean, Alpha Door, we do play a social game. Well, the interaction with other like-minded folks, I mean, that's a that's a big part of what the game is about. So 
many of the, our community all over the world are going to be dealing with periods of self-isolation, lockdown and quarantine, possible lock of, loss of income and the impact of the virus itself. Um, we ourselves had to put back Company of Legends to October, which was difficult but necessary for the safety of all concerned. Uh, I mean, even with the small risk we feel it posed, um, we do believe we made the right decision there. Um, we're going to try ourselves to be more active during the crisis, guiding you guys towards hobby hangouts, um, hosting some ourselves. Uh, and we brought Rob on board so we can put out more dread claws, more content because we're going to be doing a bit more stuff. Um, we'll also be trying to support local, friendly local gaming stores. Why well, I said local there twice, I don't know, but <laughs> cabin fever. Uh, as those whose businesses are based around events and because their footfall is going to be obviously gone. And if we still want these awesome places to be there after this is all over, we'd ask to see what you can do. Maybe get something on mail order from them if they're still operating, that kind of thing. Or pay your um, normal gaming fee that you would be paying if, you, if you're able to. But finally, what is really important to us right now is that you stay safe. Do as the government advises and we can get through this together. And we look forward to seeing you in the opponent's, opponent's deployment zone once this is all resolved. And I've got her down here. Apparently, say safe San Francisco. There you go. Of course, well in command of San Diego, but that's a good effort. Yeah, yeah. that's that's why that's why that's why <laughs> I, I was confused. Yeah, oh. I, I saw that in the notes and didn't get that. I mean, <sighs> building a major city on such a massive fault line is a you know architectural meets geographical faux pas to start with. But you know, Every, you know. everyone's a critic. Yes. yes. So, oh, as we said, we brought Rob on board. So, I've thrown up a few little questions so we can try and get to know him better. Have your, um, your medication changed recently? <laughs> <laughs> Has he been taking someone else's? Possibly. It's a What's very that? Chance. Your, these questions are literally I personally the love most, them. most I bizarre love them. questions that I have ever heard in my entire life. Peter I Cook think. himself would say that these were nonsense. I think these are brilliant. These are like Salvador Dali's interview no. questions. And these like, are what you get in like really abstract psychological exams, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to start like flashing up Rorschach patterns I, on just, Skype? Yeah, I think that's what well? it is. Some so weird... we'll, we'll start. <clears throat> Can you make a lasagna? Yes. Awesome. What are your feelings about the Ford Probe? As I don't have a driving license, my feelings are fairly uh, ambivalent. I'm not really bothered. <laughs> I might have to mark that down because the. Force if you'd said an Aston Martin DB5, I would have had quite. You know, I would. I would. Uh, Do they even make the Ford Probe still? I don't no, they made it for about two years. Is it that hideously it? ugly thing from the late nineties that had a decidedly transatlantic aesthetic that didn't work over here in Europe? Yes. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-nine yeah. to nineteen ninety-seven, so nearly ten years. Nearly yeah. ten. Yeah. It was made thirteen years ago. I am a I am a fan of a Ford in general. I prefer a classic to <laughs> Mark One Escort. Beautiful, beautiful it's Mark One Escort Mexico one point six. Yeah, Gorgeous. That's nice. that's so, why do mums go to Iceland? Uh, if it's in the case of the mum that lives in this house, she's probably gone to look at Habthor Bjornsson. Other mums don't know. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, what's your favourite motorway service station? Leicester Forest East. I mean, you're wrong by about a million miles, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. What, what's wrong with Leicester Forest East? <laughs> You've been to Leicester Forest East? It is. Yeah, many times. So I used to favorite. be a touring musician. Leicester Forest East was one of the few places I was ever awake. <laughs> okay, so there. 
Yeah, I was going to say, how um, do you judge whether he's right or wrong in that? It's very subjective. Uh, sure. Well, I think, the, I think the right answer is obviously anywhere with a KFC. Nah. Let's, let's see what Leicester Forest East has, shall we? Let's just have a look. Leicester Forest East used to cons- consistently have the best offers on Ginster's steak and, uh, steak and pepper slices. Oh, uh, um, steak and pepper slices. Are Which after a, six, actually after a 600-mile round trip to Exeter and back from North Yorkshire at half past three in the morning, a Ginster's uh, pepper steak slice was an was an important thing. It's, it's I've got to be honest with you. I've Burger been King, on. Acosta, KFC, Starbucks. It's pretty good. It's got a weight trophy. Fair enough. I was wrong. Okay. All right. I wouldn't let me no, in that bit. I don't, think, I don't think we should accept it because you're actually missing out on your local excellent service station, Wakefield, which has got a Greg's. We've got Woolly Edge. I believe that's the one, isn't it? The one, yeah, 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 yeah but Woolly, Woolly Edge was just like an hour after we set off. That 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 wasn't one that we. No, no, it's, it's now north of your north of you. It's north of us now, but I used to be 60, ah. 60 miles north of where I am now. Ah, anyway, what a bizarre question, but this next one is absolutely top draw. Mm. Can you name five uses of a stapler without staples? Uh, as a fairly inaccurate pair of tweezers, uh, you could you could put it in a sock and whack somebody around the head for asking bleeding stupid questions. <laughs> uh, there's a paperweight. That's uh, three. You, it could be a mild torture device for crushing somebody's fingers. Psychotic. I, I, I would argue that that is a weapon, the same as number two. No, All right. And a work a- work acceptable mini engineering project for taking it to pieces, see how it works, and reassembling it while having a headset on if you're bored in a call centre. Yeah, it's not a use though, is it? Unless it's what? What? it's it's a, a, a mental health aid. <laughs> so have you have you ever worked in a call centre, Graham? <laughs> yeah, I have actually. I'm exactly. Sure. Better you disassemble enough. the stapler than put it in the sock. Yes, that's true. We'll use it as a torture device in the in the break room. There you go. Good good answers. Yep. And finally, are you able to sing a song about whipped cream in the style of Bjork? No. Who who is? Apart from Bjork. I'm trying to think of I don't really know what Bjork sounds like. For next episode I'll try and come up with an idea. Surely with Bjork being Icelandic it would be skier, that yogurt thing that the Icelandic yogurt that's always on the telly. That's Rather actually quite nice. Cream. I wouldn't know. Don't what don't watch Herbert's. Okay, so there we go. Some interesting and somewhat <laughs> I don't damaging. know if that makes people feel they know me any better, but we I do. Think they, we know I think they know that, that two out of the five uses you had basically involved <laughs> causing physical harm to people. And one of yeah. those was actually a very well thought out torture device because you know that's probably got multiple applications in that line of work. So well played, well played, well, Graham. We must remember at Community Legends not to leave a stapler out on our desk, we, particularly one without staples, because he's yeah. got a, a very uh, keen mind when it comes to this sort of thing. It does. Okay, come on in. What? Let's uh, let's move on. Okay, new releases. Yeah. Okay, so starting the new releases, we're not going to uh, talk much about this one because we did talk about it last episode. <sighs> it sort of came out. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You hate it. 
You hate it. The Legion Arquator bombard with Graviton uh, uh, charge cannon. Yeah, we talked about it last episode. It's not that great. It's just not that great. Nope. Nope. I, I don't mind it. it. I don't mind it aesthetically, just to chip oh, in. Oh no, it. it looks amazing. Looks amazing. <laughs> but I think it's. I, I personally think it, it one shot just isn't enough. No, probably not. No. So it's every man in the bar ever. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, so next up we had the Dark Angels Legion Intramento Intrempentor Intramentor. Oh, Interemptor. Like, it's like the flipping Primaris. Manatees have been added again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Primaris. Okay, so what do what do you guys think of these? Forty two pounds for five of these which i think is reasonably good value for for, for five resin models i think they're yeah. all right i think they would have they would sell more of them if it was an upgrade kit to plastic mark three yeah uh yeah, yeah. Uh, i'll go with you there because for a few pouches and a few fancy knees there's the, the marines in mark three with i fancy don't think weapons. there are fancy knees there it's, it's, well, even less than I'm sure there's one of them with some sculpted detail on the knee I think um, I haven't got it uh, open because you know yeah I'm just looking planning. At, I'm just looking at them now um, the, the, okay. the, link, the show note has links links there um, no no fancy knees well shocking sassy helmets I like the bodies yeah I do too I, I really like the models I, I do really like them I get what Rob's saying though if they were if they were an upgrade kit, it would make. I think if it was an upgrade kit for ten, for forty-two quid, that uh, or for thirty-five quid that went onto a plastic box set, I, I think they would sell more. Yeah. Once you go down that alley, you're sort of looking at everything yeah, left, right, and centre. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, true. I agreed. I agreed. They've, they've got the guns, time to at the moment, haven't they? The guns yeah. are nice. Guns are nice. I like them. Yeah, like the rules are weird, but the guns are nice. What about the rules then? Well done. So, so the it's the weapons really, isn't it? Everything else is fairly. Well, AP two is never a bad thing. No, straightforward, no. but it's the amount of um, shots, isn't it? It's, that's the thing. It's quite assault D three plus one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and then the big one is heavy D three plus four. It was covered with plasma flame. Yeah, they're they're quite short range. Obviously, yeah. re- re-rolling oh. Overwatch on an AP2 weapon. I, they don't have... It does annoy me that they don't have Gets Hot. But I'm I guess they're, that first they're only strength four, aren't they? So. Yes, they are only strength four. Yeah. So they they are, Go on. Yeah, so they're only strength four. So they don't have Gets Hot, which I guess makes sense because the first Legion got the best equipment. But, yeah. But no, nobody's... I suppose, yeah, they are... Just, yeah, I can see why. I mean, they've always they've always had this affinity, haven't they, with plasma? Even in the sort of old 40k, they never they always had the best of the that older. Yeah, they were the only only ones that could have plasma cannons on some unit. I can't remember what it was. They had this. They had more plasma weaponry <laughs> than everyone else, didn't they? Totally. But I mean, you know, what's that? Four between four, yeah, two and four shots. Twelve inch range though is pretty short, like you say. So that's quite quite yeah. nicely balanced. And of course, the incinerator. As soon as you move, that range is down to nine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to be I charging mean, one of them, though. Even if they are no, extreme, you do no, not want to be them. charging one of them. Charge them. Um, the uh, the only the, what what confuses me is uh, the dedicated transport. So oh, I the incinerator. Yeah, makes sense. 
But the dedicated transport, it's numbering as intratemptor. I can't even do this squad. Uh, numbering <laughs> 10 models may take a land raider Proteus as a dedicated transport. Not yeah. numbering up to 10 models. Yeah. Numbering 10 models exactly. Makes yeah. weird sense, I suppose. Um, so basically, if you have 10 models, you can take a, you can take a, a land raider. raider. If you don't, you can't. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, but you can take these up to 15. You can get, have 15 of these in a squad. But you'd yeah. just stick 12 in a termite, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You stick twelve in a termite, jump up, melt face. When something turns around because it has to deal with you, charges you, you melt it again. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good going for these squad. I mean, the, yeah, the sergeant can't get artificer armor, which is a little bit. But generally speaking, I think they're quite good. No, I mean, but you yeah. could whack a you could whack a um a pocket three in there, couldn't you? And then he could take take the um hit on the what is and then give them to um a pocket threes, can't you? That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. They get frag grenades, they get phosphex bombs. You know, they're pretty jazzy. They got all the tricks. They're oh, definitely yeah. definitely a good squad. I, I I like them. I really like them. Um, the rules are good. The, the... And we don't know what the lion will do to them yet either, on an yeah. army wide basis. Or, or, or any rights of war, because he's obviously, this is very much Dreadwing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're, they're going to be good. I mean, they are fairly situational because obviously they can't really do a great deal against vehicles, which is probably what nope. you'd want if you were going to use a termite. So, but they would be good as a defensive unit, particularly give them a POC 3 again with an augury scanner. To, I can um, take deter. a missile launcher. And the sergeant can take three phosphex bombs as well. Yeah, we saw that one. So that's it's a good unit, right? I think it is a good unit, and it, the short range isn't that big a deal, and it's a lot of shots, so you're going to want to avoid them, I guess. They need to be shot a long way away, I think, because yeah. yeah. they yeah. would go through probably a Terminator squad quite yeah. happily. I think they very very would. If I saw them, I would be wanting a plasma derradeo. I would actually you, just you want to plan for Derrida for every occasion. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a demolisher would do it, to be honest. That would work. Well, but, yeah. All right. So moving on, we've got uh Talons of the Emperor, Valerian and Illyria. Now these are designed for 40k, but absolutely no reason why you can't use these in 30k. Um it's basically a generic uh, custodies uh, HQ and uh, Sisters of Silence HQ, which for Sisters of Silence is brilliant because they haven't had a HQ before. Uh, that you know that wasn't a named character or had to be made out of the um the plastic kit. So I like the is... sister of silence. I do not like that that custodies seconded. Yeah, the, the custodies is less. I I, I yeah I'll, I'll admit there the custodies is less it's nice. Christopher, it's Christopher Walken. Oh yeah. Then the, uh, the sister is brilliant, but the custodies is less than. I, yeah. I think it's he's missing a cloak. No, it's his, not. It's, it's, his, it's, it's his, his head. head. Yeah, he's yeah, missing a head. He's got the wrong one. It's awful. <laughs> it's, it's either Brie Larson with a scar or yeah, Christopher Walken. Christopher oh, Walken. Yeah. I won't have you impugned Captain Marvel like that. Um, to be fair, if you've got a, uh, another head, that would look great. The rest of the model is really nice, but the noggin is a real letdown for me. Yeah, that's, it, looks, not... it looks too big. Is that just me or is it? I don't it's know. The it's hair. Really he's, got, he's got too much hair. Yeah, he's like bordering on Magnus levels of Barnet. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's very well kept, isn't it? I will say that for it. It's very nice well. Isn't that is not fitting in a standard custodies helmet without getting yeah. some kind That's of. Right, it's not <laughs> yeah. 
anyway. I, I've, I bought I bought him. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with him, though. But Put a different head on him. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, cut, cut his heat do. off and change it for something yeah. else. I'll have a good look at that. Uh, so that's £30 or £25.50 at Element Games. Now, Element Games are still currently open, uh, but obviously they're not going to be getting resupplied. I know people who've had orders cancelled today. Oh, have they? All oh, right. Which is the 26th I'm, as of recording. I've got to be not not cancelled, but told they don't have the stock. But the website oh, yeah, well, is saying that it's still in, so I think they're probably winding it down. Uh, good. I'd uh, no. I mean, I would rather these guys go home than get me my toys. If that makes mm. sense. I better buy some paint now then. Yeah. Yeah. Which which reminds me, if you try and click on the will of the next two items, if they're going to Black Library, you get a 404. Oh, oh, okay. That's that's a bit weird. I'll have to fix that. But yeah, the next one was uh, Will of the Legion. It is a short story um, by um, Andy Clark uh, about Rogel Dawn. It was uh, 2.49, I think it was. Um, I'm just finding it here because obviously they must have moved it around. Um, I Yeah, no. Oh, there it is. There it is. It, it, it's, it's at a... It's a they, they, for some reason, moved the address course because that's what they do uh-huh yeah um so i'll edit that link there um okay, okay. so then we've Rogel got Dawn, you say hang on yes yeah, a Rogel dawn story okay right great great that. crusade it's a, it's a first oh, yeah. story okay so then we've got the first war speaking uh, of too much hair <laughs> sorry hey, what oh, just saying the first wall, twenty pounds for the hardback. Are you saying Dawn's got a bad haircut? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying. Well, he's, he's they, a man who spends a bit too much time in the mirror, isn't it? They're, they're just going to argue about Dawn for a bit, Rob. So. Just, no, <laughs> narcissistic tendencies, if you ask me. Oh, anyway, yeah, 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 move absolutely. on, move on. He's got some freaky little thing with wires in his head, eh? Anyway, carry on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Both right. your Primarchs have wires in the head, don't they, Graham? Uh, two of yes. them do. That's true. Good, yeah. Okay, so first of all, hardback is twenty pounds or seventeen pounds at Element Games. Um, you can buy the EPUB though for nine ninety nine. MP three is twenty nine ninety nine, or you can get it for one Audible credit, um, which is obviously always good. Uh, I have bought it, read it, and listened to it at the same time. I really loved it, but we'll talk about that later. Um, we've got a couple of collections. Um, you know, this isn't new stuff, but this is the Siege of Terror ebook collection available from Black Library. It is £24, so you basically get a £6 discount if you buy the free ebooks together. And then the um, audiobook collection, one to three, £72, which is a £18 taking. Yeah, £18 more or less uh, to, compared to buying them individually if you want the audiobooks that way. Um, but it is cheaper just to get them through uh, Audible. Um, <laughs> um, okay, then we had Lionel Johnson, Lord of the First, a limited edition, forty pounds, sold out very, very quickly. Um, it's not a massive surprise, is it? I think not a massive surprise. Uh, then we had some more audio drama collections. Uh, these were uh, these are two, three, and four. We've already had the first one uh, late last last year. Um, they are thirty four ninety nine, and basically, if you get all of these, you'll get all of the um, the, the collection the audio dramas that uh, have ever been done for um for horus heresy um 
And uh, these is that are all of them then in the four collections? Then, then in we're the not four collections, on collection five or collection I six. I think you've got all of the audio dramas up to, to today. I'm not entirely sure, but I think you have. But these are thirty four ninety nine each, or one Audible credit. So, pretty good value if you've been buying them off Audible. So, um, right then we had the Black Library Celebration Anthology it had a heresy story in it. Not much we can say about that. It costs you nothing. Wasn't the Lightning Tower. It was not the Lightning Tower. <laughs> no, it was the Dark King. Oh, it was the Dark King. It was, um, oh, um, I'll, I'll talk about it later, but it was, it was an you Aaron Dembski Bowden one. You know the one that I wouldn't have minded them reprinting and everything, and that's well, The Last Church. Oh, yeah, The Last Church is a good one. But it's, is it the best introduction to heresy? No. But then, is The Lightning Tower? <laughs> uh okay so uh then we have the black library celebration custodies dice uh 12 pound 50 these sold out very very quickly i do have a set i need to send down to chris um i'll try and get them in the post tomorrow dude that's uh, all right and the legion pin badge set 40 quid um again sold out i think they sold out the next day and these are actually really nice in person i got a set myself they're they're really cool. yeah, better in the photo you sent um yeah than the uh, digital one we saw on the website, they looked a bit sort of. Um, they look very cartoony in the, yeah. um, at the photos, but when you actually get them, they're like, yeah, these are really substantial, really thick, very heavy, um, very good quality. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, definitely worth the forty quid. Um, okay, so then we're moving on to, to to gaming things. We've got the Legion Arquator Bombard with Morbius or Morbus, sorry, Heavy Bombard. Mm. Looks so much. I think this is the best looking one of the bombards, to be honest. But <coughs> well, I don't know. The specular it's one the, is really nice as well. But. It's the it's the it, out of a sort of motley crew of useless tanks. It's the least useless. I I just, that. It's, it's still not that you're opinionated or anything. <laughs> it's what the one that I've, <laughs> It's the one that I've seen painted the most though. I've seen a lot of these being painted. Yes, because the other two are dreadful. Um. Yeah, 20, I mean, rules-wise, same as really. Four hole points, 12, 12, 10. Much of the muchness. Um, but the weapon on this one is slight marginally better. Uh, so you can have one good set of shells, which is the explosive shells, which are 20-point range, strength 10, AP2. Uh, Ordnance, one barrage large blast, or as I like to call it, a slightly less good Medusa. And the I just cannot, for the life of me, work out what the point of this next one is. Carcass shells sounds great. 24 inches, strength two, AP4, so steady yourselves. Uh, Ordnance one, barrage large blast. Fleshbane ignores cover and pinning. Anybody? So the fleshbane flesh is what always wounds two plus. on uh, two plus, yeah. Yeah. But you've got so strength it's... ten option. So basically anything that isn't ten toughness ten, no yeah. toughness. So, so so we can always wound you on two plus, but we can either everybody gets an armor save or oh. nobody gets an armor save. Yeah. It's a very binary <laughs> option. <laughs> I can't see that being used for I mean, what would you use it for? I mean, yeah. I mean, it ignores no, cover. Yeah, but you hit it with AP2 anyway, so you see what I mean? Uh, Assuming that you'll be facing most sort of marine equivalents, I suppose that's what we base it on, right? Um, the marines will die to 
AP2 without with with a color save, fair enough. Or they're taking a three plus armor save yeah, from yeah. the other one. And if they're in it's, something that gives them a three plus cover, they're not worth shooting at anyway. Yeah, and like I say, three plus cover is not that common, to be fair. Like no. You can have cover with stealth or something, but yeah, not super, super com- um happens that often, does it? And also, if they're multi wound, the multi wound models, then it's not going to make a difference, is it? Because they can just, the um, strength 10 is going to wipe off the board. Yeah. The yeah, you would just fire the strength in. I don't see as of yet a use for the other ones. But yeah, you know, I get I get the idea of the being I get the idea of being something that gives your opponent more to do than put his models away. Like, yes. Un, unlike the strength ten AP two, but but also that it needs to be something that gives your opponent something to do, but also is worth you shooting in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, I would actually be insulted if somebody shot this one. Be be honest, you know, that's how you do it. We're going to get a run on these ready for yeah. <laughs> <in October. laughs> we, 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 value your army. we value your army so poorly, Graham, and your tactical <laughs> ability so badly <laughs> that what we're going to do is we're going to fire carcass shells at you just for <laughs> lols. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's by three now. Yeah, you knock yourself out with them. They are just... I don't get it. I don't get why... Buy nine of them. I mean, okay. The seriousness, though, it does look good. It does look good. I'll give you that. But, okay. It looks different. It'd be nice to see them on the battlefield, no doubt. Would I buy... Would you spend 95 of your hard-earned pounds on one of these? Anybody? Michael will. Yeah, or Michael, Michael. It's eleven pounds more than the standard Sakaran, so <laughs> it's even more expensive than a Omega, which is ninety pounds. So you know. one one point two Sakarans is it, nah, it's not. What it's about not a Medusa? How much is that these days? Medusa. That's is that less than if I because it's part plastic kit. Medusa, seventy pounds. Pretty sure. Yeah. Armageddon one is sixty-seven pounds. Oh, and the Armageddon pattern's the nicer one of the two, I think. Yeah. It's less, it's less points, and it's less, but it's more versatile, but less potentially hard hitting. But for nine pound less, you could have a saber with everything. Yeah, that, I'd still get. If, if I mean like for like, I suppose you'd, I'd you'd go just, with the. You'd buy Sakaran. <laughs> if I wanted artillery, I wouldn't buy this. Yes, you could buy three Medusas, yes. save yourself sixty pounds. Yes. And get yourself, you know, two thirds of a, a, a get, an arc. Get a Sakaran, yeah, an arcus for buttons. So yeah, kids, it's your choice. Obviously, be lovely to see them on the battlefield. They do look good. We'll give you that. So rule of call always wins. But I wouldn't be buying them. If you're playing Graham and you've got one, just yes. shoot carcass shells. Just, just to shoot, just to really you? please me, just to really rub it in. Kill Perturalbo with carcass shells. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. I think I, I'm tempted by by a couple. See, I told you. I, I am no, I am tempted by a couple because they look good. That's simply it. They look good, and I would use them because they look good. But that's yeah. That that has it. That has its drawbacks. You know, I, I really like the way that the Malkador chassis looks. Then I went to Blood and Glory last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I make that mistake all the time. Anyway, yeah. so what 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 is uh. What is next then? Terrain. Um, terrain, your favourite subject. Yeah. This is pretty cool. it, Surely it's your favourite subject, Graham, because you can hide behind it. No, it's not. It's Saturnine. <laughs> Saturnine. 
It's got a big line. Limited, limited edition of Satman. Yeah, it sold out like in about five minutes. What was this? Because the book four. Everyone dashed it as saying it's the best 40k book ever. The Dabna one, yeah. Yeah, One of two. Oh, this is one that I'm assuming Greg posted said was really good. Yes. Yeah. He's not the only. A lot of people have been saying it's the best 40k book I've ever read. Hold on a moment. Even better than than Eisenhorn. Even better than. What is it? uh, Necropolis? Necropolis is a work of genius, but that's also the same author. Well, of course. But the point I'm trying to make very badly here is, did you say 40k? No, I, I didn't. They did. I was using their exact terminology. It's, it's still set in the 40k universe. It's just this is the history of 30k. Better than Titanicus, better than Double Eagle, better than Ravenna, better than Eisenhorn, better than... Well, all right, these are all Dan Abner books. You might have guessed I'm a fanboy. Yeah. Double Eagle. Do, don't you dare. You just stop right there. You think you're safe on the south coast. I will break this curfew and I will come down there and I will slap you all the way to France. <laughs> Double Eagle is a quite a good book. It's all right. Okay, can you it's save this particular argument for one that I can enjoy uh, when an act... You can, you can enjoy yeah. it in person in October well, if you want, Graham. Well, 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 bear in mind that I've read... I think I've read some of these, maybe. You've read, you've read all the Glance Ghost books, didn't you? Yes. Or did you only read the first three? No, no, I'm pretty sure I've read most of them at some point. It's a long time ago. Necropolis stands out as an absolutely excellent battle. So have you not uh, read the, the latest two? Probably not, Michael. Oh. I have bought them, but I'm yet to read any of the Gorn Ghost books. Anyway, I know, uh, I know, I know. Me. Did you hear that, right? I, I'm going to get round to it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know. I thought I knew you. You think you know somebody and they just turn it just, out? Oh, it literally isn't. I've just, I'm glad I've you haven't just, got the camera on. I couldn't look at you right now. I've For just, years, I've just assumed... You, you spent 40 them. quid on a set of bleeding pin badges and you haven't read Gaunt's Ghosts. Have a I word have, with yourself. I literally, I literally last night downloaded The Founding to my uh, phone, so I'm going to start oh, reading it um, probably tomorrow. I can't believe you haven't read them. I mean, I'm shocked. I mean, I am the most sluggardly of people when it comes to reading these kinds of books, and even I've read them. Have you read Eisenhorn? Yes, yes. and, and uh, Ravenor. Good, good. I'll, okay. Uh, d- 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 Next up, the Adeptus Sorietas <laughs> Battle Sanctum. Come on, you're going to say it. What? I like yeah. it. I think the statue thing's really cool. Yeah, so really, really good piece of scenery. Nice the statue, scenery. The, no. The statue doesn't fit because it's St. Celestine, but, yeah, but the building yeah. itself absolutely fits. In the, and these are new sprues as well. You've got a um, diagonal um, sprue, uh, floor sprue there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. would you? Who's going to kick off if that? I mean, that's a great statue. I wouldn't. It wouldn't upset me to see that in a game. Of, oh yeah, yeah. Someone uh, put that on the table. So, if I put this, looking it up on the internet right now. If I put this on the table for a game, I don't think anyone will complain too much. But yeah, it's really. really what you do? Just give it sandpaper, sand off all the detail, pretend it's sanguineous. Yeah. yeah I was thinking. Is a little bit? Hasn't it got? Isn't you know? There is some. Anatomical no. reasons why that may not. Anatomical yeah, reasons why it could be an issue, but you know. <laughs> I mean, you say sand it off. I mean, yeah. You could, yeah. without sounding like this weird yeah, this podcast, gone very strange, but you could kind of cut a head off and put a demon on there. That would work. And yes. it could be some evil demon world. I mean, there's skulls at the bottom. It's all there. She could be Cyrene from the Word Bearers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could take the sword, take the sword off her, and give her a book or something. 
that yeah. it makes her look more like um, the Saint, yeah. you know, Saint Cyrene. Yeah. Very good. Anyway, hero, whatever her name is. It is a great piece of scenery. Um, sixty-five large seems like a quite expensive to me, but it maybe looks just me. It, it looks big. I mean, that building is what twelve per twelve, fifteen inches tall. Taller than a warhound, then in twenty-eight mil. I mean, if you think it's, I mean, you're the you're the expert, Michael. I'm. You well, know, each of I'm those here. each of those floors is six inches tall. Just think, you could stand at the top of that and some. Uh, interim because we won't be able to shoot you i mean the yep. one problem i would have with it maybe with the statue is it's just going to encourage people to paint more chuff in marble and that's uh, yeah that's, you know i mean one of the advantages i found of coming off facebook is I'm, i've i've not been bombarded <laughs> with i've painted this with marble i've painted this with marble i love miles miles is amazing but oh God, yeah, that was come, come, come Monday, I am painting a lot of marble. So. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there, was, there was a bit much marble at one point. It was like, yeah, it works. All right, everybody, stop buying baby wipes, please. I'm, I'm okay. Here's my personal. I don't think one. people are buying baby wipes right now to make marble. Oh yeah, we are. Um, here's my. I hope they're not using marble, used ones. Grim. Marble looks great in certain things, but I yeah. cannot understand why you have marble panels on tanks. Doesn't make any sense to me. No, I, mean, I, can, I, I can see it. I, I can, you know, it's it's, it's depends on the legion. It, you know, it's, it, you've got sixteen kilometer long versions of York Minster flying through space with massive engines stuck on the back of them. So you know, having a having a bit of stone stuck on the front of your tank isn't too far of a stretch, is it? Really, it, it depends on the legion. For example, ultramarines, absolutely. Um, uh, um, you know, Death Guard, nah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. We've got all this fantastic armor, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, and what we do is we're going to get a very brittle stone, and we're going to that's going to stop those bullets. Um, but anyway, I do digress. So that's just a personal. Obviously, I can't paint marble. So you know what the fuck? What the get, goodness do I know? Get some baby wipes. It's easy. So I hear. Anyway, moving on. Better be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, moving on. Uh, this is a little bit of a funny one. I wasn't sure about where we're including this, but I decided to go with it what because some nonsense? people might want to do it. It's a 28.5 millimeter base pack. What? What, what? in the name of God have you done? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, the new size of base. I figured that maybe your. Uh, you put this in the list after writing what? questions for me. Yeah. <laughs> I figured was that, that was the that question I've, six. What are your thoughts on a 28.5 millimeter base? My 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 um my opinion on this one is if you some cultists and militia are gonna look really bad on 25s, this might so be on 32s. This is, this is better than 30. <laughs> this is not quite a 32, so it's not you know. Oh, it's just like oh, I've got to rebase everything for the 89th time. Ah, oh, forget that. These are, do, do I buy well, a laptop in a 15.5 inch, a 16 inch, or a 17 inch screen? In, well, no in, one in, can. In, court, no. in 40k, your uh, aspect warriors, uh, incubi, and repenter are on 28.5. I don't know what you mean. These things don't exist to us. Never heard of them. Few of the war cry stuff. Anyway, uh, okay, so then we've got uh, a bunch of made to order um, hardback books, uh, 20 pounds each, fear to tread. Shadows of Treachery, Angel Exterminatus, Betrayer, and Mark of Calf. Now, these are made to order but they're supposed to only be up for two weeks but obviously they've stopped taking um orders for anything 
So whether these are going to get that two week period extended, we don't know. The question has been asked of Black Library. They haven't responded. They've got the usual. We haven't heard of anything about that. We'll get back to you. <laughs> COVID-19. I think they might have mentioned they were told to leave their offices. Hmm. Yeah, well, they've still got people responding on social media. Um, so, I mean, if you do, if you tune in for the hangout and paint shows, I, I have been myself. Um, they they literally have got the guys um, in their home hobby studios. Wade's in his loft. Do you know, I'm actually quite tempted by Mark of Kalth. I've not read that collection, and I really like the Kalth setting. Yeah. Mm. I've got have, you got Angel, have you got Angel Exterminatus, Graham? Yeah, read have that. You got it in, have you got it in hard, hardback? No. Do you want it's, it? I found oh, it in I'm my loft. <laughs> you want what was that way? Like? I found it in my loft the other day. It doesn't okay. have a dust jacket, but it's Iron Warriors and not that. Well, I can give you the dust jacket. Oh, there you go. That's okay, guys, honestly. Late um, day present. I don't really know a lot about publishing, but surely making books to order is quite a costly thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hence why they do the, the order for two weeks. They take the orders for two weeks and then they make them and send them out. You've only mm. got to look at the 14th century to know how expensive made-to-order books are. But print-to-order, uh, uh, you know, print-on-demand is actually quite, you know, in, in terms of RPGs, is quite a growing market. Um, Amazon do their own print-on-demand service. Moving anyway, very yes. swiftly on. Moving very swiftly on. Good um, God. Valdor, Birth of the Imperium, 1299 uh, or 1039 at Element Games. Um, obviously, these are physical editions, so you can still get it at Waterstones because they, they, they've had it for a month. Um, you, won't, you won't be able to get it now at Waterstones, not unless you're ram raiding it. Oh, they closed. They totally closed down. I thought they were still open. Not essential, I like what I said. No, no, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say a, a moleskin notebook and <laughs> you know. Yeah, they were open for a bit. But anyway, uh, okay, so uh, yes, uh, Valdor, Birth of the Imperium. Obviously, you can't get the physical copy now, um, but you can get the EPUB, which is nine ninety nine. This is released the Saturday before this episode goes up, or twenty nine ninety nine for your MP three or one Audible credit. Very good. And that's... You've, re- you've read it, haven't you, Chris? Oh, we've lost him. Oh, oh, we lost him. Oh, 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 no, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I was just, I was on mute. No, he was he was he was praying to the shrine you, of Valdor, having his name invoked. I wasn't because I'm not in front of the shrine of Valdor. It's in the other room. You're reading more Chuck Tingle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was, I was in, in, Unfortunately, in, my picture of Valdor got got relocated to the shed what? Uh, this last week because we, uh, like we, we tidied. No, my, my shed's been tidied out, so it's a nice sort of like man cave space. <laughs> but we tidied the conservatory and. Uh, Hendrix wanted something on the shelf where oh, Baldor fair. was, so it's been superseded by chalks oh. to draw all over the driveway. Oh, fair um, yes, I've read Valdor. I really enjoyed it, but then I was always going to enjoy it because I'm a sucker for Valdor. Yeah. <coughs> does, does I, it... I don't know. I'm a sucker for Gollumman, and um, yeah, I hated uh, his uh, Primark book. I've only read one, and it's the Russ one that I got in the Humble Bundle late last year. And <sighs> the point of it could have been done in about 10 pages i wasn't a massive massive fan there was like 50 pages of russ and the lion like punching each other to greater or lesser effect and it was like yeah all right they're punching each other they're falling down the side of a building they're punching each other Meh. They do was, get better. that's basically the entire plot of fast and furious thing yeah pretty much 
I mean, I mean the, the Valdor one, does it go into the fact that he was created purely to be the Emperor's bodyguard and he failed spectacularly at that? No, no, it doesn't. Twice. <laughs> Carry you, read on. The, you read the Wolf of Ash and Fire and Horus had to stop <laughs> the Emperor getting killed by a big orc and then, you know, Horus turns up and Valdor blah, kind blah, of blah. drops the ball on that one. Blah, 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 blah. His, bathroom looks right. hmm? His bathroom looks nice. His bathroom looks <laughs> nice. Valdor's bathroom. Are you referring Shouldn't to the tower? Yeah. <coughs> well, we should be more wrong. Right. <laughs> Has he got wires coming out of his head as well? Oh, you'll like him as well. <laughs> In the picture, okay. Shall we move on to what we've been up to? Then? Let's Sorry, do I've that. Just got, I've just got Valdor's bathrooms in my head and waiting for a Sons of Heresy advert. It's a heck of a bathroom. <laughs> well, if they do it, then we know we've got the idea from, don't we? So. Uh, Brendan, yes. Johnny, I need, need an advert for Valdor's bathrooms, please. <laughs> Come on down to Valdor's <laughs> bathroom Imperium. <laughs> Constantine's Kazi's at Valdor's bathroom. <laughs> Right, so now we move on to the current project. Now that all that stiffness is out of the way, I'm going to go first and get myself out of the way. Um, and purely that's because I'm practicing painting again, trying to learn how to do it with not particularly good depth perception, which is an adventure at times and led to some slight mishaps. But luckily, I'm practicing on my good old favorite um, Contempt Dreadnought. So it's not. Testy, uh, testy the Dreadnought. Testy the Dreadnought, yeah, because it's not small and there's nothing particularly small that I have to paint on it. So. Yeah, good is, that, is, the, is the change in depth perception a permanent thing? Yeah, it probably will be at this point. Jeez. Right. So, um, so, yeah, is, so it, is it going to be reduced depth perception? or? Yeah, no it's, it's, not, it's not great. I can't. People throw things at me. I tend to not catch them, but that's Play okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, no chance. Staplers lying around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so it's sort of learning to do that again. So sort of learning to sort of work it out with sort of not paint, not squish the whole brush onto the model and stuff like that. So. All right, we get it. You didn't do anything. No worries. Set your face, you. <laughs> Only having one rock's a pretty good face. excuse, to be fair. That is a great excuse. And yeah, did, did, just out of interest, Chris. I can um, empathise because I listened to Day of the Triffids last week, so you know I can really empathise. Oh yeah. Um, was that was that going to get fixed with that cataract stuff? I don't you know yet. And get no, this will be a um, the, the base. The eye is how the eye is. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. So uh, shall I go next? Because yeah, go for it. Second, what have you second done? least amount. So. Uh, I said I'd finish a Spartan, which I actually did. I think, though I'm not sure I finished it last month. Maybe I did this month. Um, I also started a Lehman Rush Volkite command tank. So I kind of got the Lehman Rush model, you know, the, I forget what pattern it is. You can probably Mars help Alpha me out. Pattern. Yeah. Alpha. That, yeah. So the, the really cool one from Board World. And uh, I stuck some, I think the sort of upgrade sprue for the Lehman Rush. It might be even for the Chimera, but like a, Dozer blade on the front and some uh, track guards and stuff, and a aerial. So it looks like it's the command one. So yeah, it's all right. It'd be good for my um, solar auxiliary tank commander. I can use use that. So that's nearly done now. So I'm going to get that finished in the next couple of days. And I also un undercoated my Stormlord, 
um, which uh, I'll start next month and get that finished. Hopefully that's my project for lockdown. And also, actually, I did uh, repainted, so sort of reuse here, uh, the Tarantula gun platform that I previously used as like a test model for my word eaters scheme back in the day. But of course, really, Tarantula platforms and world eaters doesn't really go at all. So, um, yeah, so I stripped that down and I've repainted it for the solar auxiliary because that makes way more sense. Mm. So that was me. Not a huge amount, to be fair. I was glad I got the Spartan out of the way because that's done now. Um, it looks okay, I think. I kind of managed to get the green on the sort of last tank that I've done for the um, salamanders to look actually how I wanted it to look, which is always nice. But, um, yeah, painting the Lehman Russes is like sort of slipping into a pair of comfy slippers because I've painted quite a few of them now for that in that scheme. So, yeah, all good. Looking forward to eventually getting them on the battlefield to actually play at some point. So that's me. Mr. B, unleash the list of things that you have achieved. It's like three pages, bro. <laughs> Should we not let Rob go first? It'll be a hell of a lot quicker. Go on, then. Dazzle us, uh, Rob. Dazzle us. In the last month, what have I done? Uh, I have built a Magos Auxilia that I did last night out of the Cordor Headsman. Um, oh, yeah, I model, um, And some little servo automata for him. Uh, I've done a little bit of spraying on 20 Secretary Hoplites, thinking about Graham all, all, all the time. Um, what else have I done? What, what did you make the Hoplite out of again? They are Delac. The tears of decent players. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get behind your defence line, you shut up. Um, if you didn't take so many bleeding tanks, you wouldn't dislike Haywire so much. Try infantry for a change, it's interesting. Um, they are Delac bodies with the Hoplite upgrade kit. So they're quite tall and thin. They look a bit like the Spacing Guild guys from the first Dune film. Ooh, okay which was the kind of vibe that I was uh, wanting to go for. Nice. Uh, the Porphyrian is staring at me from its box. It's been washed, it's been trimmed down, but that's as far as we've got just yet. But um, while we're on lockdown, I'm hoping to slowly get some progress on that. And that's about it, really. Cool. That's good. As implied, I... Everyone... Grab a coffee, put your feet up. Yeah, how do I mute myself on this thing again next, and go and get a beer? Sections, this is going to take about 25, maybe 30 minutes. So, um, okay, I have been Mr. busy, B. but most of it has been scenery, okay? I said I was going to do um, the Galvanic Servo Hauler Crane that came with Conquest, uh, paint up some Chaos Spawn for my uh, one-day uh, uh, Colts army, and uh, do a squad of Ultramarine Seekers. But Company of Legends was approaching. Chris had given me a box of scenery. Um, Andrew Newton had given me a big box of scenery to paint as well um, to, that we could borrow for Company of Legends. And it was sort of like, right, I need to crack on with this. So I started by painting up the Chaos Spawn. I mean, that was really easy. I actually got them from Forbidden Planet because Hachette like, didn't send me my subscription for three months because they moved Warehouse. Um, they moved from Jarrah to, I think it was uh, Rugby. And obviously, uh, rugby just isn't as efficient. Um, Was that their excuse after all that time? Sorry? Was that their excuse after all that time? Yes. Yeah. They moved warehouse. It took them four months. So people, got, people got sacked over it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah. 
that, that was that was that was fun. Um, uh, okay, so I've got the chaos spawn done. I did them mostly with contrast, and I'm really actually quite happy with the uh, blending I did on the uh, bones on them. I'm really happy with that. Um, dead happy with that. Um, and then I can't. Yeah, as I said, realized I needed to get on with the table. Um, Graham, uh, not Graham. Um, Chris gave us a bunch of terrain. I had a I had some kill team terrain left over, so I just sort of cracked on with that to build this table. So first thing we did was the Gothic ruins uh, from the third edition. Um, I think these came from the third edition starter box. Um, yeah, Chris gave me those. Um, Love doing those. They're, they're really quite nice. Um, so because I was only doing one table for March, I actually decided I was going to go a little bit further with them and try some more weathering. Uh, and when I say weathering, I try I, I've done these in a sort of gray, dingy gray scheme. So I did try to do sort of burn uh, uh, smoke, um, you know, staining. Uh, but unfortunately, it didn't show up very well because the stuff's the stuff's all very dark. But I did like put on some uh, posters I downloaded from the uh, regimental standard. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, Peachy had demonstrated doing that on a um, on a video um, a couple of years ago. So downloaded some posters from um, Regimental Standard. Actually, I think he had a PDF he put out at one point um, with some of them on. Uh, and then Blood Splatter, because it looks good. Um, Actually, you did a really good job on those. Thanks. Uh, yeah, tried my best. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to do that little bit more because it was only doing one table. It, I didn't feel like I had to rush myself too much. Um, then I did the Galvanic Servo Hauler um, sprue uh, from Conquest. That that was uh, that didn't take too long to do. It's just a very simple, you know, scheme done with um, done with metallics and contrast. Um, worked quite well. Um, then I uh, Megan helped me with uh, the Sector Imperialis ruins um which came from kill team uh but uh, they, they worked quite well again posters blood spatter a couple bits didn't get the posters because they're designed to go on top of the bigger buildings so um it doesn't necessarily work um uh, then we've got uh, then continuing on with this uh, box of uh, terrain that chris gave me i've got the uh, i had uh, two-thirds of an honored imperium uh was was missing a bit but um i managed to sort of um deal with that by filling it in with texture paint so making the assumption that some cultists have gone off with a bit of the Aquila to for some mysterious purposes and i think yeah. it looks quite good yeah yeah looks all right um then we've got the um two big buildings from kill team again megan helped me with those uh just to get consistently i sort of did the big bulk work and then she said sort of did the detail and they look quite good um chris also gave us some cities of death terrain um so we had uh a, first of all a basilica administratum um and then a manufactorum and two sanctum imperialis buildings one from chris the other was from phil i had to do a little little bit of rescue work on them because uh you know chris gave them to me and they were you know there was a little few little bits and bobs that were loosened yeah uh, they've been in the box in the loft for two three years and then sort of traveling out with graham as well so yeah, yeah they needed um they needed what's the the the, the bits at the top you know, begins with a p doesn't it you know, what do you call the bits at the top of the building just bits parapet okay yeah. parapet yeah the parapet they needed some parapet 
uh, added a few new walls just to expand them out a little bit and make them look a bit ruined. A few new floors. And yeah, I think it looks. Uh, I think they look rather good, rather good. Um, but yeah, I was happy with them. Um, then, as I said, Andrew had uh, given me a, b- a bunch of kill zones to paint up. I painted up these the containers for the Sector Munitorum ages ago, but I'd still had to paint up all these uh, Promethean barrels and supply crates, so got them out of the way. Um, so that wasn't exactly a big job. Um, then uh, some pr- followed by some um, an stray bit of Aegis defense line and stray bit of Prometheum relay pipe that Chris had given me, sort of like the single pieces of these bits of terrain. So There's more of that around as well. I've seen, I've found more since. Ah, excellent. The I minute, a whole Aegis defense line. I think there is some so uh, actually missing, but I found some bits of the um, Wall of Martyrs stuff as well. So. Ah, excellent. Well, for the most part, the, um, the, the Prometheum relay pipe, that's going to go live in Scottish Graham's table because there's some Promethean relay pipes in there so it'll fit in and I think he's got a bit of um, the, I think he's got again a, a bit a few random bits of uh, Aegis defense line so that'll work um, then when we then I did uh, a thermic plasma regulators um, a hematrope reactor and then the magnum vent walkway from conquest because before going into lockdown I headed into town uh, went to uh, Forbidden Planet and Traveling Man, picked up a, the, the the last bit of uh, scenery from Conquest to add to the table, and that was uh, that was fun to do. And then I finished off Andrew's Fermic Plasma Conduits, uh, the pair of Imperial Bunkers that Chris gave me, and then when we recorded the List episode, um, I did a Plasma Obliterator. I absolutely hate that model. <coughs> I'm so glad Games Workshop don't make it anymore. I wouldn't buy it, but awful you, isn't it you were lucky i found the instructions basically yeah 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 it's, there it's, was a time when i didn't have them which is why <laughs> you got it and then i was like oh i just like, found them and threw them in as well it's the worst model ever made i made one it was an arduous experience worse than a drop pod oh heck. have you not made a have you not made a, a storm eagle yet yeah i've made i didn't find the storm eagle fire Raptor. i made both of those i found them okay Fire Raptor is easier than the Storm Eagle, but the Storm Eagle is just awful. This is yeah. definitely the worst plastic kit that came. Oh, yeah, it's just made. horrific. But anyway, um, and then I finished up a mashup of um, a Sector Frontiers and STC Riser Pattern Ruins for Andrew. So, um, yeah, so quite a bit, but most of it was scenery. Which quite is a bit, he said. I've never painted that much scenery in my life, oh. and I worked for Games Workshop for two years. The man's a machine. I just, but that that is why he has the nickname that he does have. So you know, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm current and I'm currently working on the uh, Seeker Squad. I didn't get them yeah. done, so uh, I am working on them uh, at the minute. Which because yeah, as as we discovered on Sunday, Michael always paints while he's uh, recording the podcast. Yeah. Two tentacles like... controlling the laptop, two painting, and we won't ask what the rest are doing. <laughs> Holding, his, holding the handles that's what he's yeah. probably doing some ironing over the other side of the room with some other technicals yeah. as well or something you know he's like that scene from watchman with dr manhattan <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway although, uh, although, think, although thinking about that scene hopefully yeah, in, in one, yeah, one way he's not 
I realised that the mistake, as soon as it, I uttered it, to be fair, and it was just yeah. an image that nobody really wants to be going anywhere near. So, again, yeah. we'll use that classic classic line that we have in these situations. We'll move swiftly on. <laughs> so uh, I also treated myself. I bought a few things. Um, I bought uh, a Nemesis Warbringer Titan, uh, a Warlord Quake ta- Cannon for uh, Adeptus Titanicus, and the Titan Command Terminals for Adeptus Titanicus, uh, as well as Valerian and the uh, Alaria for the um, Talons of the Emperor. So that was at the uh, Newcastle um, store birthday. So, uh, okay, cool. Nice. Have you got a spare plastic custody's head you can send Michael? Because it sounds like I've, oh, I've, got plenty of, I've got plenty of heads. Well, there you go. Um, but as I said, I'm just debating whether to change it or not. I don't know. There's, there's part of me that wants to. There's part of me that says, you know what? It, uh, can I paint it to look good? I mean, probably not. Heavy metal, heavy metal failed. So good luck. Oh, harsh. They're not very good. Okay. Controversial. They're not very good at faces. No, heavy Ooh. metal are Ooh. not very good at faces. Mm, that's controversial. Well, okay, just, and and tonight, it, tonight in the glass house, the stones are flying. Simple thing here, Rob. Uh, I'm a rubbish painter infamously world-renowned for being a poor <laughs> painter okay i would never dream of being on the heavy metal team or anywhere near it i have a i'm lucky i have a friend who is a pro painter who's very good who does things for me however he is, he is very good if, if he was on that team he wouldn't paint someone to look like christopher walken or valdor like he's an elf oh wait a minute there's a there's a little bit of a history here isn't there because this is we you know two Two characters from his beloved it's not even Custodes. That, you, all right, if you have a look at uh-huh. Forge World heads, characters with heads, yes, and tell me how many are good. Well, I'm not going to go through the whole back catalogue. Right. Pretty but much I'll all, take the, your all, the, all the Primarchs, Alexis Pollux. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Redbeard's not bad. Ed, Eddie Redbeard. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, so he's I, pa- when he's painted well. Yes. I don't go there. Do not go but, there. But we're not opening that particular can of, let's not, let's can not of worms. Um, you know, the same guy who sculpted the Varagia sculpted the Lernians. And he doesn't work for Forge World anymore. Well done, Space Wolf community. Don't go there. They're going to be listening to this because we're doing right. a Space Wolf episode. No, Ish. that's true. But Space Wolf list. Yeah, it's not an episode. Yeah. That's okay. Crazy. okay. Would you allow such a thing to happen, Graham? A Space Wolf episode? <laughs> It'll happen well, at some point. I mean, you know, unlike my brother who basically would refuse to do a, a armored breakthrough list, I'm quite happy to experiment with, you know, the things yeah. that I, I find find troublesome. Sure, I don't find them troublesome. <laughs> who was it said try everything in life except folk dancing, and there was another thing. An armored breakthrough. Um, oh yeah, that's the one. Yeah, try everything in life except fists. folk dancing. <laughs> imperial fists is there a 30k iron warriors facebook group and is it just you there is it's actually got a lot of people in it more more than yours yeah often we all hang around and laugh at the imperial like a big big like meetup and everything it's it's, it's very popular people fly all over the world i used to you know go to various things and have a little little sing song all the sort of classic songs about how much they hate the imperial fists Effigies of of dawn are burnt of an evening round the campfire. It's a it's a it's a very social To be fair, it's actually quite a nice, helpful um, group. It's it's a really good group actually. Not been any imperial fist one. Hmm? Nothing. That's nice. I'm sure it is. 
Anyway. We don't care about you. I'm not in Clearly. any of them. I'm not on Facebook, so there you go. It's true. You've walked away from um, Mark Zuckerberg, which is very sensible, actually. I've, yeah, I've, I've made myself popular in enough circles of the community. Yeah, well, yeah we're looking forward to this. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. come on, Michael. Okay, right, so what about, all right, what about games played? Did we play any this month? Did we get a chance? No, because Graham hasn't left the house for a week and a half now. I don't oh, play steady, games outside steady. of events. Steady vibe boots. Steady themselves. It wouldn't have been the Heresy Bunker. Exactly. Thank you. I had a game at the Heresy Bunker before things went south. Uh, uh, So, and I'm just looking at my notes now to remember exactly what happened at the Heresy Bunker. I know the Loyalist one, which actually was a nice change because they'd lost all the others. So let me just get my notes up if you'll bear with me for a moment. So uh, who was it? So it was me. It was... um, Dave's Ultramarines, so uh, Dave from Heaton Club, Michael. Yep. Uh, against uh, Chris uh, in his Iron Hands, very nice, and my Salamanders. So we were, I think uh, Chris had 2,000 points and I had 1,000 or 1,500, I think, and yeah, 1,500, and Dave had about 3,500. So we played um, game four from the Company of Legends. Uh, first... Um, game first sorry, first event with the lucida story in uh, we've been playing that this is the fourth one and uh, yeah we had who do we have down we had um not too many people this time it was a uh, it was a monday night so i think so ed came along with his white scars against michael's alpha legion uh, ed's white scars absolutely trounced michael's alpha legion and they you know slouches eight one and uh, we lost two nil i think the mission was shatter strike it was one of the red book ones i know that much but good night like i really enjoyed it and it was nice to play the salamanders and get them out um and i did play them i think i had a spartan and i also had the uh achilles which really is 300 points of nonsense uh it's just so bad but um it's a great looking tank so i take it anyway because i quite like the look of it but um yeah it was good fun uh chris's iron what makes really it good. what makes it bad because i've never I seen mean, one in 30k it's it's a very well over costed piece of kit Basically. Is it so you basically get, just a land raider with armor terramite? No, much. it's got a it's got a um quad a quad uh, launcher. Yeah, it has got a quad launcher, so a single quad launcher, yeah. so four shots, strength eight, thunder, I suppose. But it's nothing spectacular. I mean, I suppose back in the day you could have made it a phosphex version if you wanted to, but it's it's not all that. Three hundred points is a lot for a basically a six because you only take take six people in it as well. So you can't really take Terminators, then you can just take six guys, which I'll put a melted gun squad in because, you know, salamanders. Yeah. Um, and then I had some, I don't think I, I try to avoid fire drakes so when playing a friendly game. So I think I just had uh, some uh, tactical squads in the Spartan because I wanted to get it out because I played it, you know, painted it. So, yeah, but we got absolutely trounced. Um, well, it was close-ish, but the, towards the end, the Ultramarines definitely did a number of us, um, which was great. The Iron Hands were good, though. I've got to say, every time I see them, I like their rules. I've got, you know, the um, sort of plus one toughness, one, you know, it's a really good rule, makes them quite hard to kill. And they've got some nice characters as well. So, yeah, but Chris is quite new um, to Heresy, so that's really good. He's really enjoyed it and uh, he's painted up a lovely army. So, great times. <clears throat> Just quickly going back to the Achilles. Mm. It's more than just melter proof. Yeah. It's got I mean, some lance, lance to protect it. Is it lance proof as well? And 
vehicle damage chart uh, results called minus the hits uh, minus one. So yeah, yeah it's it's still a bit still, still still priced. Tough. Off, but I mean, Lance. Yeah, I mean, it's the problem is it's it would be a tough nut to crack if it could carry ten Terminators. You see what I mean? Six guys. It's not all that, but yeah, it's survivable for sure. But it's not. Well, that's three hundred points. Kind of the- that's kind of the ba- what balances it. Yeah, it's super survivable, but you can't fit Terminators in it. I've not seen it do anything ultimately that I would say is many more survivable than, you know, a normal Land Raider, to be honest. But that might just be the armies I faced. You know, depends what you put, without... depends what you put in it. Yeah, true enough. True enough. Yeah. But yeah, okay. it's a lot of points for a six man transport fundamentally. Mm. Okay, so oh great, so so that so sounded like good. I mean, obviously, um, no heresy bunker next month because uh, you know we're sixty pound fines if we we go out. Yeah, uh, um, is that what it is? Yeah, sixty quid. Oh, um, pay attention to that. But it doubles for every yeah. repeat offence. Where where was that? In the news today. Oh, oh was that today? Oh, I, oh, I missed that. Yeah, sixty quid fines, thirty quid if paid within so many days, but the fine doubles. Up to um, up to a nearly a grand for every repeat offence. Presumably, unless you can prove where you're going and you have a valid reason for going. Correct. There. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, exactly. What? But I know they've been. They were this morning. They had a police car at uh, the exit to my village, and they were asking people uh, where they were going. And because uh, it's not like Richie's going to be parked outside your house thinking I'll get myself some cash for Christmas here. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. They were turning around people. Um, who were going like for example there was some p- p- people uh, just down the road from me who was and they're not allowed to go uh, to Waldridge fell and walk their dog they've got to walk the dog in the village makes sense I mean uh, yeah, yeah the wife works for um, medical records so she has to get a letter which she will do which will give her access to travel so yeah it's all getting a bit scary which would be a very interesting historical document when somebody listens back to this podcast in 10 years time yeah well my boss used to work in the nhs as a really high level um epidemiologist and planner and strategic person so she still knows all the people that are in the meetings so she's getting info like before boris is going on telly so she's like saying yeah don't go out you know don't do this so it's like it's quite interesting how uh, mm. how it's uh how it's all panning out, but yeah, stay inside, stay safe, folks. Yep, yep. It's not um, just okay. your own lives you're saving. So we've got... Com- yep, it's yours, mine, everyone's. Everyone's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've got hobby commitments for next month. What <coughs> are you guys going to do? Keep a four-year-old busy. <laughs> That's a commitment. <laughs> Damn right it is. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I'm go- I've got a dreadnought um, incendious lying in a box waiting to be built is it not flown out it's not flown out yet have you checked i have i've rattled the box almost every other day just to make sure so get some ratchet straps around it exactly hold it gaffer tape at the moment um i'm gonna try and get that done i think because it's a cool thing i want to build um i'm not going to do the claws on it i'm just going to do power fists with melt with a all power fist with a salt cans or melter can't decide if you are if you put assault cannons in it, surely it can't close its fist. So it just has like jazz hands around it. Exactly. It's doing it like model it just Charleston. Can you put assault cannons in its fists? Anything that has a heavy flamer can be replaced with an assault cannon. What he said. No, wow. Everything in the world. 
surely <laughs> this is where you say nonsense, Graham, and warm up so, for later. He, he just says it to me in general, so it's fine. Yeah. Every day, Rob, I wake up and there's a little message on Messenger. <laughs> In capital letters, nonsense. That's that's the first thing. Seven in the morning, every day. If I had enough IT now to set up an automatic texting bot, that's what I would do. Uh, The fact that he takes the time to do it is what really um, feels the venom behind it. Old people get stuck in the ways, don't they? Well, if it was automated, it would take away that sort of real vitriol. Yeah, Yeah, but you could replace the vitriol with frequency and go, it might not be as irritating, but if it's every five minutes. No, it's that's just too, you know, it's too impersonal. You want vengeance to be, you know, a a sort of nonsense. Every every syllable was typed out with my jab. I saw one once, though, where it was quite a few years ago. It was before... It was when text messages still had a limit on them, but iMessage had come out and someone, some lass or somewhere, a boyfriend had cheated on or something and she copied and pasted. She found it, the com- she found the complete works of Shakespeare in one document online and control C and control V into iMessage and hit send. And apparently this, this lad just had to basically throw his phone away because <laughs> he had like 300,000 text messages because it had broken down the complete works of Shakespeare into 140 characters at a time. Very good. <laughs> nice. That is revenge, isn't it? Oh, yes. It's like here's your device is now utterly useless because as soon as you turn it on, it's just gonna go nuts. Yeah. Blood Angels. Yeah, get everything for nothing. It's great. Oh, yeah, whatever. It's still fifteen points for an assault can in the in the first I'd like to point out. It's not, you know, is we're not space. Price, is that price is that the same price as a heavy flame? No. So on okay. top of the heavy flame. Heavy flame would be free. Uh, does it come? I thought heavy flame has an upgrade for your fists. It just come with the bolt gun. The bolt guns is free. So contender. So it has the um. Uh, the talons of perdition each have heavy flamers. So, oh, I see, see, see. Yeah. So the fists of the fists of salty tears come with uh, <laughs> flamers to dry those salty to dry tears. Dry tears. <laughs> 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 so that your corpse has the, the sort of the tracked marks of your tears as yeah, they get yeah. burnt in. Yeah. Nice. No, you end up looking good. like Robert Smith from the Cure. Yes, that's <laughs> that sort of makeup running look. Yeah, anyway, yeah. once again, tangents. I'm glad to see you getting into the spirit of the tangent. Rob. That's nice. So <laughs> I can feel uh, Michael's painting effort increasing now. And, <laughs> So that's what he's doing right now. It's like, oh, they're just going on with it. I'm just going to keep going. This is why he gets so much done. It's, it's exactly his way of, right. He gets his own back next month when you do the next show and you have to go away for an hour while he tells you why he's got done. <laughs> the problem is <laughs> the, the, the episode is just going to get longer because it's it's right when it's just sort of me and Graham. We sort of burn each other out quite fairly rapidly. <laughs> Now there's a, a now further, there's a third person. Further fuel to the to the, exactly. to the tangent fire. Very good. Well done, Rob. Nice to have you That's a good name for a band, isn't it? Tangent oh, fire. Yeah. Tangent fire. Oh yeah, they sound really. I'm, I'm making I'm making a note of that. Tangent what would tangent fire. fire be? They sound. They 80s, would be the support. They would be the support band for Lou Reed Assault. No, I don't know. They sound a bit Lou Reed Assault. I can imagine looking like Norwegian death metal. Right. Yeah, yeah. They'd Tan- have a logo you tangent- just couldn't read. Yeah, yeah, Tangent Fire, they feel like an 80s synth band. Yeah, they'd be you know, shoegazers, like- wouldn't they? Yeah. You just, you well, just you know, wouldn't understand them. With that sort of new romantic look, I think would work. Yeah, big hair, big sort of. Yeah. Big hair on one side of their faces. Yeah. Wink, 
Winkle pickers and uh, ankle grazer jeans and whatnot. Yeah, there we go. Good stuff. I'm glad. Very great. Anyway, Sorry, what Mike. are we doing again? <laughs> who are we? Uh, what are we planning to do oh. for next month? Okay, so I've, oh yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did you're going to be edit, edit, editing this show for Michael, basically. <laughs> We're sorry. Graham, your turn. I've done it, haven't I? <laughs> that was oh, me. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, spill, please. Spill, please. Shadow Sword. Storm Lord and Shadow Sword. They're going to be done. Um, cool. By me. So that, yeah, undercoated it. There was ones I got from Scottish Graham. Um, well, the one I got was Scottish Graham, but it's got like, you know, take the kit to bits and put it back together again to create a different tank, which is lovely. So I'll be getting that done. I think that's going to be my project. It's a big tank, so it's going to take a bit of time. And finishing that Lehman Russ uh, will be nice. So that's me. I don't know what I'm going to do after that, though. I'm going to have to have a delve into my back catalogue. Sorry? Start a demon army. Oh, God, no. Jesus, I'm not that desperate. <laughs> no, it'll be a... Um, <laughs> it email, be... Email, email Mark Frost, he'll tell you what to take. Uh, yeah, he will. <laughs> Actually, he's got, he's got quite upset, I think. <laughs> I think he's. I played that army. I played that army at Blood and Glory as well as you guys, and there's. Did you win? (laughs) (laughs) Rob Rob was the first on the chopping block. I was the second. So actually, utterly ridiculous. He 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 says he wants to play Michael just so that he can like claim the Edge of Empire scalp, as it were. He he owns owns one trophy already, which is the fact that he's beaten all three Mills brothers. Yes, that's a that's a challenge. Yeah, which is achievement unlocked. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So this is why this me is like, and this is why me and you need a solo game as well, Graham. Well, of course, because you need to. Who's going to be first to the to the to, to meet that challenge? Um, but yeah, it's like you know, a computer. You know, do you remember anybody here ever played Shadow of Mordor, the computer game? There's yes. a nemesis system in that. You have to kind of kill yeah. these bad guys to unlock other bad guys. This is what it's like, and right at the end, bad guy is Michael. <laughs> he's the, he's a he's like the, the you know the dark lord that lurks you know tentacles in everything controlling everything sauron uh, bottle in the corner there so yeah. waiting for <laughs> mark frost into his trap and when you know absolute vengeance will be unleashed by michael he will destroy him utterly. That's That's <laughs> is, that, is that why he's getting all his bad dice rolls out of the way now then Michael, I Michael's had bad dice rolls. He just lets the opponent have good dice rolls. What Michael's going to do is he's going to beat him with some sabers and the um, the new Aquitabon. <laughs> the Morbus. <laughs> with carcass shells. What are you doing next month? <laughs> <laughs> Another podcast <laughs> with other people. <laughs> Bidding us off and finding someone sensible. <laughs> it's only taken four years. Mm. Finally broken him. Uh, he's done now. He's had enough. He's off. Ah. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's back. <laughs> Goodness. He's off reading Chuck Bing or whatever his name was. <laughs> Out wrong with Chuck Tingle. That's the one, Chuck Tingle. <laughs> Come on, Michael. What's your plan for next month? Come on. Uh, I want to get the Seekers finished. See? Uh, I've currently got them at, uh, they, they've got the first blue and then washed and then tidied up. Um, I want to paint the Nemesis Warbreaker for Adeptus Titanicus. Uh, oh, yeah. I quite fancy getting that done. What are you um, arming it with then, arms wise? Uh, I'm going to magnetize it. Ooh, tricky. Mm. Apparently, this one is even easier I to ch- magnetize than the Reaver. 
I've only ever I've only built my warlord yet. I've, the rest of them still on sprues. So um, only one I've built had magnet holds built in. So. If this uh, thing goes twelve weeks, I may get my Titanica stuff sorted. Yeah, that's that's what <laughs> if it I'm goes twelve weeks. Well. You might get your blood angels burst. Uh, <laughs> no, because they're over three five bases. Um, okay. and I fancy doing a the 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 next Death Guard Predator. Very good. Actually, I did. That reminds me. We talked about Adeptus Titanicus. I my new firm has a painting group, and I went to it, and I. And I took uh, Reva Titan, the you know 28, the Ateptus Tannicus one, and I painted that. But what was very weird is I've never actually painted in the in the same room as anybody else other than my wife, and she's obviously not taking any interest in that. So it was quite bizarre. I don't know if anybody else has ever painted on mass, you know, in a group of people. But it was a very weird experience. I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong, but it was slightly slightly bizarre because this is usually a kind of solo hobby that i do on my own and there's other people talking about it so it was good but slightly weird yeah i can see that yeah it was something mm. they used to tell you when i used to work for gw when you went in they were like have you ever painted in front of everybody anybody no like get used to it quick yeah true enough so yeah, yeah it's it's weird. It is weird, but it was good. Like I say, because everyone was there painting, sort of, you know, ARC. It's good to have stuff to bounce, bounce off people and, you know, what you're doing, how you're doing it, and naturally. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing the, the hobby hangouts. I usually do one every month with the Adeptus Terror guys, and, uh, well, I try to, not as often as I like. And, yeah, you just chat on the thing. I think I'm in the same room, it would be very different. Mm. But, yeah, nice, obviously, company. I think they actually... Um, you know, supply paints and, and even models. So well. it's part of the social club. Yeah. There you go. Very cool. Anyway. That is all. Mm. Happens when you work for a company full of geeks. So it is now on to State of the Union Um, and the big news this month is the impact of COVID-19 on our hobby. So what has happened? A number of events have been postponed or cancelled, as we said, including Company Legends. Adepticon, Salute, Warhammer Fest are all cancelled for this year Um, and the UK Games Expo has now been rescheduled for August. Fingers crossed that's when it will actually happen. Um, Games Workshop has Warhammer World closed Bugman's. Uh, the Exhibition and Gaming Hall, and the Warhammer Citadel. That's the one in Texas? Yep. Yep, yep. that's only available for the shop. Uh, all the Warhammer stores are closed, uh, not hosting events or games, and also online is now closed as well, which is a bit of a nuisance. Um, all the planned events have been closed until further notice, and as I said, all the stores, factories, and warehouses are all closed. And a lot of the local gaming stores are starting to do the same thing. <clears throat> so. Uh, Obviously, this is a little out of date because everything yeah. is now closed. Yeah, I think yes. there's, there's, yeah, there's basically um, everyone has to get their uh, stuff <laughs> through mail order. Um, yeah, I got mine at the beginning of this week, thankfully. So no, I am... Uh, Regretting not making a purchase at this point because now it's going to be an indeterminate amount of time. But still, where do you mm. need to? What do you need to buy from? Uh, I was going to get some bits of Ford Rod. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, you're done then. So. I'm done. I'm done. Right. Who is next? That'll be me. So um, the preview seminar at the New York Tef Toy, Toy Fair. I've got all slightly weird. <laughs> Somerset. <laughs> uh, the preview sen- sen- seminar at the New York Toy Fair didn't have anything specifically heresy. But for those of you who love the teeny tiny planes of Aeronautica Imperialis, we'll be interested to see that they revealed the Avenger Strike Fighter for yes. your for your basing needs. So there you go. Yeah, use my Titanicus. Yeah, they're the same scale as Titanicus, so a lot of people use them for basing. Okay, very good. Yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, see. It's see? another one that was about. It was another one. It is another one that was around in the heresy because you've got the lightning now, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the 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 Voss pattern lightning, um, thunderbolts, Thunderbolt. now the Avengers. It's we're not Marauders. far off. Marauders, we're not far off. You know, Zyphons and Thunderhawks, and we're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. You 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 might eventually be able to have a um, uh, aeronautical heresy. I see what you mean. Yeah, I'm very tempted by this. I've got to say, I loved the original one. I, I used never played to, it. I, I drove my store manager mental when I was at GW because we would always be playing Aeronautica and he was not a fan of the Forge world. He was one of these people that believes resin will kill you if you look at it. Um, So he wasn't a massive fan, but I really liked it as cumbersome as the movement was. It was just, you know, it was was aeroplanes. It was cool. So, yeah. I'm super giddy about the Aeronautica Imperialist stuff. I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. Mm. So, but I will at some point. <laughs> some point. Yeah. yeah. When I'm back up to 100% wages. Yes. I, I did pick up the, uh, the, the the thing a few weeks ago, and I, I yeah, really nice. I painted the painted the teeny planes, and they're really nice. Nice. Um. In painting news, Army Painter released on the 14th of March a new war paints uh, metallic set with eight different metallic paints in 18mm dropper bottles, and they bundled them with 16 stainless steel mixing balls. Uh, retail price is €23.99, uh, uh, and we've heard good things about their paints, so it might be worth a look. Good to see two dropper bo- um, two mixing balls per bottle as well, something I've always done. Is two ball bearings in each bottle because one doesn't mix up properly. Yeah, so in there you've got bright gold, uh, greedy gold, gunmetal, uh, plate mail metal, shining silver, weapon bronze, true copper, and rough iron. Nice. So, yeah. I've never used any of them. Never used any of them yet. Yep. Cool. Uh, So, my turn. Radio. So, the Black Library want to see your painted models of their characters. Uh, and they have included an article on Warhammer Community with some examples. Uh, there's a rather nice Horus on show there. Uh, so if uh, if you do paint a character from the books, share the pictures on Instagram with the hashtag, hashtag painting black library, and that's capital P, capital B, capital L. So that'll be one for to start following. Uh, let's see how other people get on with the new custodian chap then if they leave the Christopher Walken head on. Hmm. <laughs> you're gonna uh chris i mean you know your lovely dawn what about him yeah going, oh, he didn't paint I didn't, him i didn't paint him so i know but you could have you know say adam smith painted him or, or i could do but you could yeah. Yeah. Mm. i could do i'm not going to but i could do <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
that Netflix subscription is clearly not not all that. Oh no, it is. I, mean, I sent you the photos of Sigismund and things like that. So you did, yeah. They, they do. Obviously, got Pollock's to come. He's got a couple more as well. So actually, the miraculous story of Sigismund is worth retelling. I thought. <sighs> okay, so we went to Dyer Saloon on uh, Thursday for a game of Titanicus, where Adam gave me Sigismund. I swear. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, did did you talk? Yeah, go on. I'll shut up. Go, go on. on. Can we? <clears throat> doesn't matter. Carry on. So I I received him. I looked at him. I thought, oh, he looks cool. I didn't take a photo of him. Um, I then left Dice Saloon, got home and went, where's Sigismund gone? Where's the little box? So I hasty searched through my bag after when I got home, sort of thinking, oh, no, he's gone on the train. I've lost him on the train. Um, I contacted Dice Saloon, who said, oh, yeah, well, we haven't had anything handed in. And... Uh, so I was like, okay, he's, he's gone forever. So um, made arrangements to get a, a, a second one. Just yeah, and I had told Adam that I'd lost him because I thought <laughs> I can't, I can't break it to him yet. No. But, uh, Twenty minutes after I got him, I lost him. <clears throat> um, so then we returned the following week for a game of Armada, Star Wars game, and I thought oh, I'll just have a quick look under the under the table that we were playing on, and there was the box, and there was Sigismund. Miracle. It really was. You jammy goit. Well, yeah. yes, I'm very lucky. I am slightly annoyed at Dice Saloon um, yeah. because they clearly didn't bother looking because yeah. all I did was kneel down and there it was. <laughs> uh, uh, I am now concerned. Do they not clean under their tables? Well, yeah, that's another thing that's mildly concerning. Um, but yes, he was there. He looked super cool. But yeah, I was very lucky and I was sort of annoyed at myself and so Adam asked me what I was doing while I was on the floor I just put the box on the table and he went what? <laughs> what? I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to upset you until you have to paint him again so yes he's very he's up with Dawn on my uh, selection of characters but Yeah, he's got our, our Abaddon and our Loken uh, to do as well so very nice and my Gaunt from Gaunt's Ghost nice, nice. very yeah. nice I'm hoping that if I give him my Disney Plus subscription as well, I might get units done. You probably, you know, <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I would do something because I think Netflix are, are starting to crack down on this. Just to give you a heads up. I well, no, gonna, it's, it's an account. I, it's, oh, I have, uh, it doesn't or, matter. I've just realised I've got a 54 mil Eisenhorn as well that I've never done anything with still in the box yeah, in my workshop. Um, mm. Yeah, it's basically, it's, yeah. The problem is, what I didn't realise is that he's using it on two things his one of his kids started to use it as well so all my devices <laughs> kept going can't access the content at the moment because that's oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like yeah dude I need, I need to be able to use it on my telly and my ipad that's why i've got the package that lets you um stream i think to four devices yeah no and i that's what i was uh, that's what i have yeah but i he was using three yeah, of them my mum uses <laughs> it i use it and adam was using two or three of them i was like oh, come on you're going to get a note from Netflix lawyers, so just watch yourself. Anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, very good. Anyway, just move on. Yeah, move on. Go on. So, Sarissa Precision ran a Kickstarter to get for the laser cut Alamo Terrain. Uh, we think it looks great on... Uh, uh, oh, God. Michael thinks it would look great on his planned desert slash Tatooine-inspired board. It was funded after raising a total of £12,018 with 74 backers. Nice. Make good stuff to Sarissa. Yeah. Looks really, really good, I think. 
does look good. Yeah, yeah. that looks jazzy. Definitely a winner. Um, on the How big is that? Is that of interest? Does it say? Um, yeah. I don't know, actually. It's just the one we saw last week. Yeah. 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 That looks, looks great. Um, I don't know how big it is, mind. It looks fairly large. Does it? Uh, that's normal scale. Yeah, that's big. The Alamo yeah. measures approximately 120 mil by 100... No, 1, 000, so 120 centimetres by 110 centimetres. No single module is bigger than 20 centimetres by 20 centimetres. Nice. Oh, that's Very... cool. So it's, a, so it's a full table then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 120 is what? Six? Well, 120. Four, four, three, four foot. That is four foot by something. Four and a half foot. Yeah, it's a full table's worth of stuff then. Totally. Obviously... Totally. Um, yeah, not bad at all, is it? So uh, 25th of March was... Due to see the biggest Warhammer preview ever at Adepticon. But as this has now been cancelled, Adepticon, due to the uh, COVID 19, Games Workshop are now doing online seminars on the 28th of March and the 4th of April. There will also be further seminars to replace those for Warhammer Fest. So interesting. Good to see. Lots of people yeah, are going to see stuff, which is nice. Good to see them stepping up. I mean, obviously, yeah. they, they have the seminars planned anyway. Mm. It's just that. Um location and release vehicle that's changed for them really but yeah. it's good to see they've not just gone oh well we'll put the lid on that yeah no keeping that fan service going so that's very mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. so we see Lionel Johnson or the Khan I suppose maybe I think it's going to be Johnson because I'm sure they've said the Khan's going to be last <sighs> Pete's going to go out of his mind Pete's going to go flip Pete's got there. enough white scars to be getting on with he's <laughs> He's going to table flip all the way from Manchester. To let, let, let's be fair. Khan is going to be a difficult one to do because they've got to do him right because he's neat because he's got the two profiles. So do they do him, you know, as he's jumping off the jet bikes, you can use one model for both or do they do a separate model uh, for each mode? I think mm. they'll do a separate one. I so think what you do, is, what you do is you do one torso, okay, and you do a jet bike and different legs. And then you magnetise his body. And what about his what are his arms doing? It's a calm. Guess what doing. It's gonna. It's, he, it's he, gonna... He's, he's a Primark riding a jet bike. He's not a chav on a stolen BMX with his hands behind his back. Either way, either way, he's going to be very, very expensive um, yeah, if they true. do two modes. So he'll probably be I, um, I, like Sanguinius with the two bases sort of thing. Or or I Russ, can... where it's an extra eighty quid for his two doggies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I reckon. The, I reckon... Russ I sets the precedent. I don't think it'll be, and the talk about captive audience. I mean, White Scars players look at Pete; they're as rabid as he get anyway. Yeah, you know, the, it could be he has <laughs> he has two hundred pounds for Khan on foot and five hundred for Khan on his jet bike, and Pete is still older one. Of course, he would. I mean, maybe if we put him on a Thunderhawk, then he would be <laughs> stood on the stood, stood, stood on, on the top. top of it with reins, you know. Yeah. Like, that's Pete's dream, isn't it? On a jet bike on a Thunderhawk. Own personal Khan based Thunderhawk. That'd be great. What a thing to see. Yeah. Paint it lovely as well. Go on in, Michael. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. so Promethean Forge have done a deal with Foreground to distribute their terrain kits in the UK. I have to say, I'm really sorely tempted by some of these. They look stunning, and some of them would fit really well into a heresy table, and some of them I think would work really, really well into a Mortalis. Mm. So. Just take a look at these, uh, Graham, because these are really nice. Just out, out of interest as an outsider, where do you keep all the terrain that you do, Mike? In my mother-in-law's uh, attic. 
Right. So I know right. you're a big fan of terrain, but I just think there's going to be a point where you pin one too many Promethean relays and you go all falling down and just annihilate <laughs> your, your your terrain collection just gets just uh, destroyed. Uh, I have 14 boxes of terrain at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. You have a thing for terrain, I think is fairly safe. Well, to no, say. it's because we, we need to do we need them for uh, Company of Legends. Uh, yeah. The, the, the idea is for us to be self sufficient as a. I still think you would probably do it even if you didn't have to be. Oh, I think, yeah, a... I think he likes it. He wouldn't. He'd paint. Interesting. Thing. He'd paint um, Slarty Bartfar, sorry, his name is. Oh, Sloppity Bartfar. Oh, the Sloppity yeah, Bartfar. Sloppy... Yeah. yeah. He's going to get done during this lockdown at some point. And uh, call back Satterblight at some point. Cause... Yeah, he's oh, a bit of a ramble, but I do want to Are you going to put them in a tree? I believe that was yesterday. <laughs> yes, that was. Um, incidentally, didn't I see a, who was the favorite, a sort of, you know, Warhammer community, who was the fav, sort of favorite bagpiper? And it had Sloppity. Firepiper. Yeah. Who he, else? Is yeah, yeah, that's going to be a short I, list, isn't it? No, there was another character. Similar. There were, there were music, it was favorite musician, I think. Yeah. Ah, right. Okay, yeah. Fair like noise Marines and. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what it was, but anyway, that made me think of Michael, as slop, sloppity bar pipe always does. <laughs> so you don't, need, uh, you don't need to know who I voted for. No, we don't. It's true. Because you know, you know, we know. Sloppity bar piper. Uh, okay, so yeah, so Promethean Fourteen. I think that looks really good. Oh, um, going back to the sort of precision stuff, they also did a Desert Fort, um, which I was looking. Oh, at I see. Well, the same thing. I do apologize. Yeah, yeah, that that that. Um, that I think would look quite nice as a um, sort of almost um, native, uh, you know, like a, um, you could like put some preview vowels on that, and you could like this is this is like a native fort that we've uh, yeah that we've like, imperialized yeah like Adobe style buildings aren't they? They're uh, he's always made good stuff as uh, as the guy at Sarissa. Yeah, 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 and uh, you know, and uh, more variety of terrain is always good. It's always good. Okay, so uh, well, so. Also in cross IP goodness, um, in the run up to the Black Library celebration, we've had an article on Warhammer community talking about the great sieges in the background for the various Warhammer IPs. Um, so there's some Age of Sigmar, there's one of the Gothrek and Felix books back in the old world, some 40k, and of course, funnily enough, the Siege of Terror uh, gets a mention as well. So if you're into your sieges, Graham, um, then uh, you probably go and check that out. Fair enough. All those, all those defence lines to hide behind. I know. It sounds marvellous. Okay. Okay. Yes. Right. Duncan uh, Rhodes, formerly of Games Workshop, has announced the launch of the Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy. It's a website and a YouTube channel and will be fully launching towards the end of March. Tomorrow, in fact. Okay, fair enough. So the 27th of March... So it'll be live and kicking by the time this is in your ears. Um, it is a website that hosts painting tutorials ranging from skills and techniques right up to the full miniature painting guides. It's going to be three ninety nine a month for full access to the site. Bargain. Interesting. Yeah, pretty much. I, I am actually going to going to take a membership to this one. I think it, I, I think it's I think it's worth it. The amount of the amount of money you could you could spend on Patreon painting oh, yeah. courses, and, and I'm not devaluing any of them. I'm not oh, devaluing no, no. any of them. But I for, think for value for money, I think Duncan's hit the nail on the head because of the reputation he built at GW. 
I think he's gonna he's onto a winner here. Um, I wonder how it will affect other people on their patrons. Yeah, well, I, must, I was thinking the same thing. For well, four I'll quid be, a month, I don't think it will. Because th- I'll um, be perfectly honest, Duncan is not on the same level as say Miles, Miles, uh, Neil, all those people on Patreon. A lot of those yeah. people on Patreon, they're teaching high level advanced techniques. Duncan is not teaching high level advanced techniques. He's teaching very basic stuff. He is teaching stuff for army painters and for people who, yeah. who, who, when they look at these Patreon stuff and they're saying, oh, right, well, I need all of this. Oh, what we're doing this. What on earth is this technique called? What? I've never heard of this. How am I doing this? And you, and, and pe- I've seen people see some of those techniques, like the marbling one, because it's not that easy for a lot of people. Not if you haven't and, got an airbrush. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And, and they're sort of giving up. And they're sort of saying, well, no, I'm just going to continue painting. How are they? Whereas Duncan's painting stuff is more for people who are army painters like me. Um, it's it's that le- it's that level. It's 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 the it's the not just slapping free colors on with contrast. It's the doing a decent job that looks all right on the tabletop. And I think yeah. there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I think for and, three I think for three ninety nine a month, there's going to be a lot of younger hobbyists will say yeah. to mum and say to mum and dad. You know this guy that I that you've seen me watching his YouTube videos of of him painting my my Warhammer models. He's now doing his own thing. It's four quid a month for full access. I think there's going to be a lot of parents paying for that. For uh, for especially kids. I mean, I think Duncan stuff's fantastic. It's not the way that I paint. It, yeah, I, yeah. I, I airbrush anything that stays still for longer than ten minutes in my house. Um, but his stuff is his stuff, to say his stuff isn't high end. I think he's doing him a disservice. His stuff is is high end. He's not it's doing the really, slate. It's, it's a really high high standard. But as you say, it's not. Yeah, yeah. he's not going to he's not going to win a Slayer sword with it. But if you look at the guys who have won Slayer swords, so like Ben Comets, um, your Roman Lapats, um, people like that, you, you're talking fifteen dollars plus a month for access to their patreons for for video content and unless you're at a certain i i i've sort of looked at a few of these and thought i don't really get what they're doing i'm not at a point where what he's taught i'm going to get much out of that it's a they're at a very high level um that i think limit limits their applicability just um duncan's got mass appeal and mass um, recognition, mass recognition. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ben Comets. I know who I know who he is because he did the paint job on one of my favourite models ever, um, and I know that he's won a couple of Slayer swords. But how many how many people in the hobby in general? If you did, you know, if you played um, Wheel of Fortune or whatever it was, you know, how many name a famous Games Workshop uh, painter? You know, you say Duncan Rhodes. Our survey says that's going to be ninety nine out of a hundred people. Yeah. Yeah, great. You know, you put Roman Lapat or or Ben Comets or someone like that or Carol Rudick, and it'll be like our survey said maybe he's one, maybe he's two. Yeah, makes sense. So you know, yeah. his, his his mass appeal and his easily attainable or not easily attainable, but his his attainable and realistic results that you can look at Duncan's and go, that's really good. But it's not. I'll never do that. Yeah. yeah he took my his less his tutorials took my painting to another level. Yeah. 
and because uh, I was I was a much worse painter uh, when Duncan did his first tutorials, and it was it sort of uh, he did his uh, Militarum Tempestus, and I did those for a um, Inquisitional um, Stormtroopers. Uh, used them for Inquisitional Stormtroopers, just following that tutorial he did for those, and it was like suddenly like whoa. But I mean, whoa. especially. Especially at the moment, with with people thinking about the financial implications of everything, um, yeah. certainly here in the UK, where most people are on eighty percent salary, um, for four quid a month, I think most people, even on a in a, on a reduced furloughed salary, would think, you know what, that's that's some entertainment for me bad, while I'm in it? the house. I'll keep that. If you're looking at twenty quid a month on a Patreon, you'd be like, you know what, I'm going to pause that until this gets sorted out. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, we'll am, I, I am signing up for it. Uh, but like I say, it might like I say it may have an impact on others. We'll have to just wait and see. Yeah, I so mean, yeah, I, two if, different markets for sure, but Absolutely. And he's put out Sorry, a I hijacked of, that a bit there for a no problem. He's put out he's put out a couple of example videos on YouTube as well. He did a sister of battle, uh, mm. an Imperial Stormtrooper from Star Wars Legion. Which is actually, it was weird seeing him use a, a different, yeah. uh, you know, a different company's uh, uh, model, and then a um, and then a late war German um, bolt action dude. Yeah, I, I what... found I found it odd because visually they are almost identical to the stuff he did for GW, like the the setting, the camera angles, the lighting. Even it's the, the same back... cameraman. Yeah, even the background in the studio. It's like, hang on. Well, it's not black. <laughs> well, no, but it's it's visually you you could just go, oh yeah, he's just. You know, he's not moved. He's in the he's same not, building. And then he, if it then ain't broke, don't fix it. No, that's true. Yep. Anyway, so moving on, Graham. Yep. Um, the Black Library posted their top picks for the Black Library celebration, which in fairness was just the books that they were releasing that day. But obviously two of those books were, in fact, heresy books. Very good. Yep. Uh, Black Library celebration happened. Um, I don't know if you guys did anything, went went for it, or... What do you think? (laughs) I did. I like the books. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I think most people were quite happy with it. Uh, Two new Talons of the Emperor models sold out pretty quickly in the Northeast. You couldn't get them for love and money in the Warhammer stores. I had to order mine online. Uh, Custody's dice were gone within about an hour. I got a pack for me and a pack for Chris. I actually ended up with two packs for me, somehow, but... um, there was supposed to be one per person, but somehow my order ended up with two of them on. Nice. So I'm going to try and swap uh, them for the original Custodes dice at some point. Okay. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, first wall dropped in the stores, uh, sold out of the stores uh, pretty quickly. Uh, loads of stock online and the EPUBs and audios dropped the same day too, which is nice. Uh, Lionel Johnson, Lord of the First, uh, sold out pretty quickly as expected. I know a fair few people who were disappointed, um, especially because you need to remember, limited editions are now only sold on Games Workshop website. They're not sold on Black Library. I think uh, I know a few people who are like, I didn't appear on the sign. It's like, yeah, it did. It was on Games Workshop. Um, so I think but- that's mechanical in nature rather than financial because the games workshop website is built to handle more traffic well it's the same servers it's more the fact that when they put up um the um the solar war uh limited edition the problem was it was split across um two different sites the the mm. the, uh, the, the the number of editions 
So people were by. I mean, obviously, we know that for the Solar War, people bought multiple copies, so they limited it to one per person, one per account, yeah. and they cancelled people who um they cancelled the orders of people who buy two. Um, so there was a lot. There was a lot of issues with um with that originally, and they moved it over to prevent people uh, selling out so quickly. That that was the whole point. That you know, putting it all in one place, so people aren't going. Oh well, I've lost it all here, but I've now got to go to the seller. Like, oh, I've missed it there. They sort of put it all so it's supposed to last longer. Yeah, I mean, part of me thinks it might save them. Would it save them some hassle? Or, or would it generate enough money to make it worth it to actually do the limited editions on print-on-demand? Uh, yeah. And release them a couple of months early and go, right, if you want one of these, sign up for it now, six months in advance or whatever, commit to it, like, we'll take the money now. And then that gives them time to get them done, get them bound, get them to the authors, they get them signed. And but then you might end up with you know number three hundred and fifty four of four thousand seven hundred and sixty two. You know it's not like I have three thousand of three thousand. You don't. It's it's not limited to that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've limited. The, the, you know what I mean? But then if if they did that, people would complain. You know, so it's, they're not getting a limited edition. They're getting a mass. Oh, they're yeah. getting a yeah, they're getting a mass market one. That it's a no win situation, unfortunately, for GW. That no matter how they model it, some people aren't going to get it, or aren't going to want it, and aren't going to be happy about it. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, yeah, so the Black Library anthology contained a single heresy story. Uh, it was Bringer of Sorrow. That was the one. It's the one with the captain from Ma- Master of Mankind and uh, his uh, re- repair, as it were. Uh, or attempted repair with Ark and Land. Very good story, actually. So um, oh, everyone who one. everyone who brought bought a, a book directly from game, you know, anything from Games Workshop, physical product directly, uh, for more or less that whole week, uh, got that book. So they got a heresy story in there, and it's a very very good one, to be honest. So really good story, actually. Um, yeah, yeah uh, Legion pin badges they were sold out le- by late Saturday. Um, as I said, I've got my set. They're really good quality. Um, and I have to get uh, set two when that's released now because uh, it doesn't have all of the legions in. only has the first, n- well, nine of them, not not even in order. Uh, a special edition of Horus Rising, exclusive to Warhammer World. Um, and the Warhammer Citadel uh, was also released. We hear that that actually sold out now due to heavy demand. Apparently, there were queues. Um that the, the rivals some of the open day queues at uh, Warhammer World. So I know Forest Rising is a pretty special one, though. Yeah, it's a really, really good book. So um, I, I don't know if it's coming back. Some people said that, um, yeah, they're going to get no, more stock back in, but we don't know on that one. Um, but it did sell out pretty quickly, ended up on eBay very, very quickly as well. Mm, funny that. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, enjoyed the, I enjoyed the weekend. As I said, it was my store's birthday as well. So we had a lot of stuff going on. Was there cake? Yes, there was cake. There you go, then. The important things are covered, then. There was cake. There was exclusive models. I got a backpack out of it. Uh, We had an auction for uh, artwork and bits and bobs from the store um, because people earned their their points Mm -hmm. in the week up to it. And, of course, I went and bullied everyone into giving their uh, their, their tokens to the kids. Ah, yeah. Uh, I have a reputation for doing that. 
because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not let's not outbid the kids at this auction. Then you know, it's just posters and stuff from various launches. So it's like, let's make sure we give this stuff to the kids. Yeah. Um, when I did one when I was in retail, we tried to auction our key timer and got told we weren't allowed. <laughs> so yeah that was that so uh yeah okay cool um speaking of in-store events uh they had announced a whole wave of events which they've subsequently cancelled um there weren't any age of darkness events but there was one at least one adeptus titanicus event i know they'd had one recently which was uh well attended yes uh, so it's, it's nice to see adeptus titanicus reaching a point where it can stand on its own not in considerable feet um and not just be uh you know in the shadow of 28 mil age of darkness um but it wouldn't be it'd be nice to see it'd be nice to see a campaign weekend for age of darkness you know they've got all these black books that have got all these big campaigns in the back of them that you need either a very well-equipped gaming group or a friendly premiership footballer to put you an order in at forge world to actually do but if they did one at workshop, if they said, you know, right, this weekend we're going to do what the guys at the Morneville have done. We're going to do the fault. We're going to do the Burning of Prospero. Sixth Legion players, Fifteenth Legion players. Here's your ticket. We're going to do this because someone will turn up with a Thunderhawk that you need. You know, someone's going to turn up with everything that you need for all those specific scenarios. And they could keep the sizes quite small, but just a thought. I just think it's one of those things where you'd, they'd obviously go for the mass market appeal, aren't they? Because if you said that, yeah. then everybody else would probably kick off. But well, yeah, you know, the... but doing a sort of wider campaign weekend... I mean, if only they could outsource that to people who are experienced at running campaign... We'll do something. Um, the reality, you know, of course, is that it's very hard to do what we do at scale and the scale that they're talking about. I'm sure they have done it. People have said they have done it before. You know, well, surely they've got to, the logistics to cope with those difficulties. You, know, you would, people, you would think they've so. got people on full-time salaries to do Just what that. you do. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's um, the Steve Wrens on the events team. He used to be on the uh, Warhammer Fantasy circuit when I was doing the tournament circuit. Nicest man in Warhammer Fantasy. Lovely bloke. His job is to run events. Yeah. So it's mm. not beyond the realms of possibility. Um, they did. Sorry. If anyone has a, a, a if you do wants to get in touch, it's in, it's uh, big money offers at Age of Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Although that yeah. said, that said, there is an event being planned for later this year. Not not a Warhammer World event, but the Mordable podcast um, are doing a Burning of Prospero with yeah. just play just you know uh, the only uh, invited armies are Custodes, Space Wolves, Thousand Suns. Uh, mil- I think solo auxiliary or militia are allowed to go. Yeah. Uh, Sister Silence. Sorry. Oh, I said to Rob, I'll meet him there. And we'll leave you two behind. Yeah, yeah. I can take my solo auxiliary. So, yeah. The thing uh, is, I suppose that I you can, can pick do up that. my custodies. Oh, but, come on. You know, 50, fifteen people. I don't know, twenty, thirty people. You could do it with. You're not upset anybody, but if it's Warhammer, and they would then be excluding you know huge numbers of their fans, and we know what people can get like. So I can see why they don't do that burning. Yeah, the, the, kind of there campaign. are there are yeah. only a limited number of slots in a calendar, as much uh, you know, as much yeah, as the chart wins me. And if they if they're gonna hold heresy events, um, I think that the more people that, that can go, uh, the better. But it would be nice in an ideal world if they had this, you know, unlimited space uh, and time 
uh, to hold events like that because it would be absolutely amazing because some of those missions and campaigns in the books are brilliant. Mm. But there is no reason why other, and, you know, we've almost got a cottage industry of people running their own events. Couldn't do that, is there? Keith and the Monocle guys are doing it, aren't they? So. Exactly. Yeah, and obviously there's a there's another very thematic event planned for later in the year with just Militia and Solar Auxilia, so... There is. There is. I mean, whether we would ever do one to quite that level of... Um, I don't know. Really interesting. Not, but... not in the format we've got now, because I don't because we I don't think we could we could deal with it. But I think that they're doing it at stores. Um, so, they've, yeah. you know, the, the, the infrastructure is already there. Exactly. Um, so they can go small. Okay. So uh, yes, yeah, so a series of events. Yeah. So they've, they've all what they've also announced though, which is quite cool, is uh, two weeks of College of Artisans. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's week long um, painting courses, basically oh, yeah. hobby courses, and a scenery masterclass. And anybody who's been around the um, been around the Miniatures Hall Museum, mm-hmm. um, they. They do know what they're doing with the scenery. Um, yeah, J- I, I, James James Karch and his team do some awesome stuff in uh, in that museum. They did have one of the guys uh, from the museum on the Boxcast this month. I should have I should have mentioned that. I haven't got uh, caught up on oh, that. Oh no, I think that might have been on Stormcast actually. Oh, that Stormcast. Um, also, they did leak some reveals. Uh, they did link some details from Warhammer Fest. Um, Obviously now cancelled, but there was going to be a licensed partners area. There was going to be stands from the guys behind the Horus Heresy Legions game. Uh, Michael would have been pesting around the wild bangerang um, <laughs> stand, uh, you know, trying to get some uh, get some, some sponsorship for some more leggings, maybe <laughs> for himself. Um, Another Ultramarines jersey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Half Moon it? Bear would have Half Moon Bear even would have been there. Half Moon Bear, what was that? Um, Merchoid and Warhammer Art as well, which obviously is under the GW umbrella. Mm. Um, CK Studios were going to be doing it. Oh, sorry, what? Does that website even work anymore? I never see anything new on there when I do check. Website, yeah, it, it, it updates uh, not often, but I, it's updated. Uh, recently, it's been updating more frequently, but with fewer images. Have so a look it's... on Mark. Have a look on markgibbons.com as well, because he quite often sells off the originals of stuff that he did for the workshop in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um. So yeah, CK Studios, which is uh, Cat and Caleb, uh, we're going to be doing some airbrushing demos to show how to get the best out of the Citadel air range. Um. There were going to be seminars for there were going to be heresy seminars and Titanicus seminars. <coughs> Excuse me. And a seminar on the science behind Citadel colour. Which that could have been interesting. Well, would have been interesting for someone like me. Might not have been interesting for everybody, but um Just just from my chemistry uh, degree side, that would have been really interesting. Yeah, that would have been quite interesting. Like, you know, why certain things work better than others and you know, why once you've used a brush for red paint, it's red ever. Um, yeah, because I would have been able to say, right, is a contrast a gel or a liquid? Uh, can I can I make a response to something that was said on a minute? Heck, I'm glad we missed it. Oh, no, well, it's terrible. That would have been <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I was going to make a response <laughs> to something that I think it was Ross or Spin said on Phosphex Pie. Uh, last episode talking about Tamiya paints, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, 
mm-hmm. you are. Um, on about them being basically cancer in a pot. Uh, they, smell, now, they smell like they could be. They well, they, they do. They are rather pungent. Don't mm. get me wrong. Even even from for someone who's used to the aromas associating with groups of people gaming, they're quite pungent. Um, but not, un- not unpleasant though. Well, it's it's alcohol. They're based on alcohol. Oh, that's why. That's why. Right. They're alcohol based. <laughs> but the 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 argument that was posited was that they are horrendously carcinogenic. Now, the part of me that used to work in the e-cig industry will 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 respond to this in that okay. comparing tobacco products to e-cig products, the health benefits are based on the fact that with an e-cig, your lungs are dealing with a vapor. So they're dealing with liquid particles, which your lungs are designed to because the air has liquid particles in it. They're not designed to deal with solid particles like smoke. Tamiya paints have are based on a liquid pigment that's obviously it's thinned with alcohol, but it's a liquid pigment. So anything that you do breathe in is a, is a liquid aerosol. Something like a Vallejo or a GW Citadel Air, they're solid pigment. Their powder pigments in suspension. So even though they don't smell as bad, if you breathe them in without a respirator, they're worse for you because the alveoli in your lungs really don't like them. So there we go. Wow, Feel free to edit that. that. Yeah, Feel free yeah. to edit that out. To be honest, I don't want to breathe in any paint. No, always wear a respirator, yes. no matter what you're airbrushing. But this, there's a there's a thing I see. I, I've I've seen quite a lot that. Um, Tamiya paints. I mean, cellulose paints. I've used quite a lot of them, and yeah, they are horrible. Like they're good, but they're they're not good for you. Um, Tamiya paints, Mister Hobby, Mister Color, things like that that you use isopropyl alcohol to thin. Wear a respirator. Do it in a well ventilated room. You know, don't do it in the cupboard under the stairs with no mask on. You will be off your face very very quickly, oh, and we'll have the, and we'll have the mother of all hangovers. Um, but they are not dangerous. There's a reason all the top military modelers in the world used things like Tamiya's and um, enamels for decades. They work and they're good. And these guys are still going after using them for 30, 40 years. You know, you won't airbrush an army with Tamiya's and then drop dead. That was a uh, word from our sponsors, Tamiya Paints. And uh, we'll be back next week. They're available for Element <laughs> Games. <laughs> <laughs> I used the um, Tamiya paints because you recommended them, but the pots for painting with acrylics. I um, didn't really get on with them. They were very different texture. Yeah, I don't like them with to the what brush. I'm used to. They were, with the brush. But they were nice colours though, and then, and um, the model shop uh, up the road in Chester the Street, which is a proper modeler's shop, not yeah. you know, has got games workshop stuff in there. Trains, it's got trains and tanks and proper stuff. Um, have, you, have you been in there since they opened downstairs? No, I haven't actually. Um, They've massively expanded the range. Wow, it's incredible! But they have so many paints from all different kind of make manufacturers oh, in yeah, the Tamiya yeah. section. I bought a lovely kind of blue, metallic blue, just because I like the look of the colour. No idea what I'm going to use it for, but I bought it anyway. So anyway, um, that's that. Tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to say massive. one, but to say get, one, one, but to say one thing about the um about the, uh, the the model shop in Chester. I know it is a tangent, so I'm expecting that to happen. Um, he doesn't stock Microsol or Microset. Uh, tangent. 
I've never met. I've never seen anywhere that does. I, I, but you know, it's... No, he's online mostly, didn't he? He gets and, me the, the he gets he, he sold me Mister Mark. Uh, oh, yeah, micro Micro Mark, Mister Mister uh, Mark and oh, Mister yeah, Mark, Mister Mark. So yeah. Anyway, okay. So moving sorry, on. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's final mark. Everyone should go and listen to the Fos- go and listen to Fosfex party. It's not safe for work, but they do do a good job. So I wasn't. Yeah, it is actually it is actually a funny. Wasn't show. Wasn't berating funny. them. It's a funny show. I love it. Uh, right. Michael snuck in a 40k model as as per as, standard. As is his want. <laughs> Captain Sun from the store openings. It's a, a lady with a bolter. And uh, yes, apparently she would look uh, sweet in any militia army built using Captions. I don't think she'd appreciate the word sweet. Sweet? No, She's she... a kind of woman that you'd call sweet and then she'd kick you in the face a lot. Absolutely. In fact, weirdly words. enough, she's exactly what I envisage for a character that we're writing a story about. Watch this space. She'd be perfect. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely bob on. Yeah, what what's her name? Anyway. What's the character name? It's she's not called she Vasquez, is, is she? Oh, Jackson. That's the one. But she's basically Vasquez from Aliens. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. She looks great. I don't I wouldn't I don't say play, sweet. But yeah, I don't play Catachans, but I meant sweet, like, you know, the way the kids do it. You know, sweet, man. Yeah, but you're a bit old for that, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, whatever, whatever. 1993? <laughs> Rad- radical. Um, Graham's got albums that are newer than that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor, poor Michael. Poor Michael. All this hard work he does and what we do. Is down. As we've said before, this wouldn't happen without Mr. B, and we love him for it. I know, and also, to be fair, he does like to sneak the old 40k model in, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. So we have to kind of put him in, get him in line. Anyway, Cromlech have expanded their Fallen Knights range with new weapons, including carapace ones and armor for Almager Knights. Mm-hmm. Very handy from players of late heresy Questorus Knights players. Lovely. Jazzy, Not jazzy, bad. jazzy. Have a little look, see. Oh, yeah, so they have. Yeah, it's nice. Um, They're not bad at all. Right, very cool. Yeah. Uh, Road to Framus, part four, uh, hit Warhammer Community, 2nd of March. Uh, We got to see uh, we got to see the Deathwing Companions. Oh, yeah. Raised a few eyebrows as people (laughs) expected any Deathwing uh, models to be in Terminator armor. So I think Mm. people were a little bit surprised. They were sort of like, "Mm, what? They're all going to have um, armor, aren't they? Let's be honest. We all know it. Yeah, they're uh, going to be they're, they're sword brethren, but more French. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they're really nice. Um, but it, it's good that they're not being held um, to the... I, I, You know, Greg said it on uh, the last Full Stride podcast, that uh, the, the law of 40K and uh, 30K is set in stone until it isn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point, well made. And uh, I think this works, and I'm I'm glad that they aren't being held to the old uh, to the to the standards of um, what what we know in 40k uh, for them. I mean, a lot of people saying, "Well, shouldn't they be in black?" Because because didn't they didn't they um, not paint their armor until the uh, until the Native American in, uh, planet incident uh, with the gene stealers? And it's like, well, no, because if you've been paying attention to the Dark Angels fluff, that's all probably a pack of lies. Yeah, you're right. It's a funny old murky world that kind of retcon yeah. and history and stuff. 
these models well, are great i think yeah they're they're, they're i'm still not great. sold on see, i'm just about just about get away with the sort of uh heads with the feathery um <clears throat> bits on them you know the yeah. first two models in that the wings but the ones that are sort of like um look a bit like corn berserker heads but slightly higher they just look daft yeah they do look there's a 40k model that has that as well which i think yeah. is it's it's it, it fits with the aesthetic of the of the dark angels I'm, uh, I'm the, back wings. I will say that the Cytherian patterning just looks really cool, uh, giving an entire squad four plus invulnerable, uh, you know, a four plus plus in shooting and a five plus plus in combat, and making any enemy model take a minus one penalty to their initiative. Well, that is great. Ouch. Yeah, seriously, ouch. Um, you, you know, and the, gun, the guy with the plasma pistol and the a power fist, just a stupid flipping head bit. Everything else is just awesome on those. The head bit, that head bit's a proper throwback to the old Dark Angels captain, though, isn't it? Yeah. From, oh, yeah. From, it's like, the late 80s. Back in the day. Yeah, That's exactly enough. the headgear that he had. I mean, yeah, it's they're not the most, it's not the most practical. I mean, you wouldn't want to be wearing that in a strong crosswind. Or in, yeah, in any, any kind of fight would be really asking to have somebody just break yeah. your neck very quickly. But, you know, these are superhuman crazies, I guess. I think I like mm -hmm. them because they have so many nods to the old stuff. The two up the top I do like with the shields. You know the sort of knight esque, almost yeah. Thor esque helms, brilliant. And um, the other two, I can take them or leave them. But and even whatever, the they're, they're great figures for an army. To, to utter a word that we don't like to use, even the Primaris forty k guy has got something similar with okay. the, the wings. I actually like the picture of the um, on the same page of the, oh, yeah, the, the, the Dark Angel. It's nice, yeah. isn't it? It's sort of like a greeny. I don't know what kind of his armor is, but it's not black. No, this uh, or is yeah, it might might just be reflecting. It's it's, it's reflective black. It's reflective black. But I think I remember from one of the stories um, that Dark Angels from Caliban um, do paint one of their shoulder pads dark green. Okay. So anyway, it's, it's great. Really nice. Yeah, it's um, uh, as as a wolves player, it's difficult with all the all the Dark Angel stuff. It's also nice. It is nice, I and mean, it's very tempting, isn't it, when they come out? Mm. Okay, lovely. Looking forward to that. Yep. Over to you, Mister Ing. Uh, yes, where were we? There we are. Oh yes, the death of hope. Yes, part one that arrived on on YouTube. It's called Anarchy Reigns. Interesting film. Uh, I know a few people um, who aren't necessarily into the heresy as much as me. They they watched it and messaged me going, just watch The Death of Hope. What? Um, but it's really, I think it's really, really well done. There are some horror elements um, as it is set on a chaos corrupted word bearer's vessel. So it's uh, maybe it's one to not watch while the uh, little ones are crawling around on the uh, living room rug. It's a bit weird. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a hell of an achievement. Obviously, it's difficult to um, judge it at the moment because it's part one and it's on its own. But there's uh, there's some character development there. There's uh, a lot going on. There's a lot to take in. And it does presume a certain level of background knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. You well. couldn't go you couldn't go into that if you didn't know. Yeah. If you if you didn't know the heresy, on. it's not it's not a case of. What's the Horus Heresy or watch this Death of Hope? Because if, if you try that, it's going to make as much sense as Akira. Um, but 
it's a it's a hell of an achievement for one guy to do on his own. It looks. Oh yeah, it's been, it, it's been it, doing it for a few years, hasn't it? It's proper job, and I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it and seeing how it actually pans out. And I'm quite, quite chuffed that he's done it episodically as well, rather than just do one, one thing all all done and dusted. You've got <laughs> this, uh, you know, it's going to keep coming back. Here's something that, that the first comment. If you look at the comments, there are four thousand, four and a half thousand of them. The first oh, comment. He made this in a cave with a bunch of scraps. <laughs> the game Game Workshop CEO addressing the creative team, which just <laughs> sums it up. It's like that bit in Iron Man, isn't it? You know, where he makes yeah. Iron Man suit from a flipping in a cave with a bunch yeah, of scraps. It, you can't it, is, it. it is going to get compared to the Ultramarines movie, and irrespective of the improvements in technology since that was released, the first 30 seconds of this is superior. Yeah, I mean it's a huge amount of effort, as I now know. Um, but one person for one person to do this, my god, incredible. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I don't know what the upshot of this will be because obviously this is I'm assuming not endorsed in any way by Games Workshop, and they you get a bit funny about this kind of shenanigan. Uh, it's listed in the very first thing is it's entirely fan made. Yeah. If you if you say if you say something is fan made and unofficial. You can basically do what you want with someone's IP. I'm not sure because if you're making money, for it, it's not monetized, though, is it? Yeah. So advertising from YouTube. There's no adverts on it. Nope, no adverts. If you put up adverts, Games Workshop could crack down. Give, on it. They'd, 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 oh, they'd, nice. Well, you, if they put up adverts, you'd hope they'd give him a job before they took it down. But um, there's no adverts on it. He's not making any money from it. What okay. do is put this on there, and then in like the. Uh, playlist. They should have the Ultramarines movie underneath it, and then people would just want to go back to the first one again. Yeah. So I think you're right. I mean, it's it's a you know it's an amazing achievement. It'd be lovely to see this finished, and mm. that's good. That's good to know that you know Games Workshop IP lawyers aren't going to be crawling over this saying you can't be doing this. But I think maybe I think you know GW what they like. Would, I don't think they would. I think they would know the backlash it would cause if they if they had something like this taken down. It they they wouldn't come out of it looking good. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, you're right. I suppose it all it's all dependent on local law, local um, on on laws of wherever it is, what what that is. Because there are some some uh, you know areas um, where you literally have to defend everything, um, yeah. mm-hmm. or lose it. Um, whereas hopefully this is this, this is all right, but we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm sure they would have said something far before now. I mean, if it's too late now, it's going to be copied and pasted, and going to be, people going to have copies of it locally. They download it, whatever. It's you know the damn it, it's it's out in the wild. So that's great. Cool. Okay, so uh, oh, it's me. Sorry, I, do. I was I was actually watching the video. Um, right, uh, Game Force Nine showed off their new battlefield in a box terrain gamma. Uh, the gothic industrial sets there are three different corners and a set of pillars too all of which can be painted and give you some nice big line of sight blocking pieces uh, they, also, they also released a forgotten city mm. very good um, hold on I'll stop that video <laughs> uh, <laughs> no because I'm just going to eat the bandwidth um, the next novella for the Siege of Terror has been unveiled, and it's the Fury of Magnus, 
which focuses on Magnus's attempt to find the last shard of his soul, which last time he knew was in the Imperial Palace. Limited editions will be released on the 22nd of August, and the hardback EPUB and MP3 will be released in November. So make the date uh, so that you can camp the site and hopefully get a copy before they all get snapped up. I see we've checked all his pockets first and everything. Yep. Mm. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. And to compound the uh, Battle Sanctum being considered an irrelevant new release, because I thought I was going to get a backlash from this, um, uh, we had an article on Warhammer Community, which looked at the specifically the new diagonal floor and the balcony part, and pointed out how you can also use the diagonal floor parts from the Sector Mechanicus kits as well to to make nicer looking bits of terrain so it's always nice when we get uh, bits that show you know what you can do with the terrain because uh, i like that very good very nice uh victoria managers have released a lovely new militia kit the desert scorpions works out about 40 pounds of squads and they are really nice they are victoria managers things are just amazing anyway they are yeah is that the australian company yep yeah they do the um uh, the talent models that I would if I could. Yeah, they're lovely, aren't they? Yeah. That's how we. Okay, yeah, cool. Her, her models are amazing. Yeah, they are amazing, aren't they? She's the latest old winner, you know. Um, I know, so you said. Uh, Warhammer community have joined the 21st century and joined Twitter. And you can Twitter them to your heart's content at Warcom team. You can Twitter your heart's content. There's a man that doesn't know the technology. Yeah, damn straight. I don't last too short. Okay. Michael? You're not, not a fan of Twitter then? No, I hate it with a passion. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, where was I? You've got, yeah. more, you've got more to say, Graham. No. no, I haven't. It's you next. Just do it, man. In a move okay. to help. Okay. That one. <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> that. Right. In a move to help those of us stuck at home, self-isolating around lockdown, Warhammer communities have made a Warhammer TV on Twitch free to everybody. That's you, me, the entire world. So if you haven't seen the heresy tale of four warlords, the tale of four princeps, the Titanicus, now is your chance. Uh, Hangout and Hobby will now be broadcast every weeknight during the crisis and is being broadcast from the presenters' homes. Marvellous. That's handy. Mm. Yeah, if you ever wanted to see Wade's attic, you can now. On the list of things to see on the internet. Yeah. Oh. Wade's or attic. Or Peachy's wife giving him a cup of tea. Okay. In increasingly smaller containers. Very good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Black Library are also offering 99p audiobooks uh, on sale for the duration of the current crisis. Um, through the Black Library audio app. The first one is I Am Slaughter by Dan Abner. Not heresy, but I would expect some heresy at some point to be offered. So if you, you want an audio book for 99p, uh, you can take a look there. It'd be the Dark Tower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lightning Tower. Well, it can't, it yeah, Lightning Tower or Dark King, pack. whatever it is. Yeah. It's dark Tower, pack. that's it's... Stephen King, isn't it? Dark yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning Tower and, yeah, the Dark King. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, right, so that is State of the Union. So what we'll do now is we'll move on and talk about Engine Kill.
right, engine kill. So uh, news, uh, and we actually have had quite a bit this month, uh, which is uh, nice. Um, we first of all we started with the engine kill. Um, our, the the Titanicus article, which comes out on the I think it's second Tuesday of the month. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, second Tuesday of the month. Um, and what we had was uh, it covered the new Warhound weapons, the Ursus Claws and the Natrix Shock Lance, um, which were very cool. Uh, weapons made famous by Legio Ordax, but all Legio's cat will be able to use them. They're not simply restricted to Legio Ordax, um, which is a surprise, but it's fine. I mean, I can't see myself getting any, but. Ordax are going to get bonuses for them, though, aren't they? They're going to be better at them than anybody else. I think so. I, I haven't looked properly at their rules yet. Um, one thing I want to do at some point is actually do do start going through some some uh, Legio stuff at some point, but yeah. we'll get there. Um, but yeah, Legio Ordax, uh, um, new weapons look awesome. Uh, they're going to be released as resin upgrade kits, and we also got a first look at the weapons cards, so they look, they look really good. Um, they look absolutely stunning. Um, and I'm sorry. Uh, we also got an updated FAQ. Now, this was a big deal. Some major changes to the game, specifically the Acastus Knights. So I'm not going to go through everything in detail. I'll just hit the, the, the big the big notes here that uh, got people a little bit, uh, bit uh, upset or uh, crying out in celebration. Acastus Knights have gone up in points significantly. Um, I think they've basically doubled in points. Yeah. Um, they can only be taken in now in banners of one to two. And are limited to how many can be, can be taken in a battle group. So, you know, they're reaffirming that actually this is a really, really rare pattern of night. Um, you wouldn't see like eight of them at any time. So uh, they are very, very limited now in how many you can take. And, uh, and Titan Legion players are not going to be really taking any more than two. There is no absolutely no need in the in the uh, real. You're really limited to how many you can take now. Um. Yeah, confirmation that weapon critically damaged from the Nemesis Warbringer Titan doesn't do anything in game yet, which is nice. Uh, something's built in there for later on. Um, the extra strategy points when using Legio rules have been changed. So now instead of gaining extra points if your opponent has more rules than you, you gain two points for each set of Legio rules your opponent uses. So that works for both sides. Which is nice. Uh, Legio Fortidus has had a tweak to its rules, which sees uh, many of these seen as a nerf, but I think it makes sense. Now they can replace a Titan in a maniple with a Warhound, a Reaver, or Warlord only, and it doesn't count as the Titan type it's replacing. Now, uh, the one that, that when I first saw Shadow and uh, was it Shadow and I in the, in the new book? Yeah. They have yeah, they have their uh, they have the the manapole in there with the warhounds and the uh, nemesis warbringer that allows the nemesis to uh, fire indirectly. And I was thinking, ooh, you know what? That would be nice for a fortidus list with um, with a warlord in there. Imagine firing a warlord indirectly. Well, obviously, they fix that now. Yes, so, people like you are the reason why they do it. Thank you, Mister B. <laughs> it is, but in a way, I'm glad um, because yeah. it, it means that things are easier. Uh, it's simpler. It's 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 clarified. It's it's it, it cancels that because I think I heard, oh, I've heard on some on a podcast that does a does Titanicus. It may have been Full Stride. It may have been um, Remembrance Retreat. That the, the problem with um, the biggest problem with um, 
with it is that uh, you you would have had to whenever make developing any new mana pool, you would have had to think, oh, well, what are these Fortidus going to do here to break this? So by limiting it, you don't have to think too hard uh, when creating new mana pools. Um, well, you, you know, you don't have to consider, oh, what are they going to do with this? Yeah. So it makes it easier for them. It isn't boxing them into a corner. Okay. Uh, Shadow and Iron got an FAQ as part of this document, which is very quick. Uh, it uh, added the bypass weapon trait and some rules clarifications because they accidentally left out the bypass weapons trait. <laughs> Whoops. Um, it happens sometimes. I mean, in some of the Psychic Awakening books for uh, 40k, they've been forgetting points for some of the characters they've been adding. Plasma weapon. No, not plasma weapon. As I said, there's, there's, there's two words for that, isn't there? There's Misericordia and a drastic something uh execution i guess yes. one. Yeah, yeah yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the misericordia yeah. effect yeah and the cards supplied with warlord sinister i think everybody knows this at some point are wrong um and it's been clarified that these are indeed incorrect in the faq so if you have bought the warlord sinister um you can either just take into fact that the cards you have are wrong and you just need to clarify ch- ch- you know to change them on there or just chuck them out and use the cards from the actual Warlord, um, from the Warlord cards anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, what else we got? Gamma. Gamma Studio Preview revealed a few, uh, as well, some nice stuff, uh, uh, Titanicus. First of all, we're getting um, the, the, the missing Serastus Knight patterns. Uh, well, the, the standard Serastus Knight patterns. We're not getting the, um, uh, what you call the Atropos. No. no. But, we are getting the Knight uh, Acheron, 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 and the Castigators. So yes. coming soon, along with the next campaign book, the Defense of Riser. Just so happens to have a Questorus Knight Magira and Questorus Knight Styrix on the cover. <laughs> so more knights, which is always good. There are also a couple of photos uh, circulating on Twitter, which showed that the Serastus Knight are. Aceron and Serastus Knight Castigators come in a pack together, although we aren't sure how many come in a pack. Can you make two of each, or are you limited to one of each? Yeah, I bet it's one of each. I bet it's... I bet it's two I would... I two think it's one Multi-build pack kind of thing. I think it might be two of each. I mean, one of each, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll come well, basically, you can make one of each or two of the same thing. And then recently, there was an article on Warhammer Community featuring the Titans of Legio Tempestus and the Knights of House Tyrannus of, Warlord, of Warhammer World's Adam Walsh, including his converted Imperator Titan. Oh, this is like the other day, wasn't it? Yeah. Yesterday was... I think it was yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. The days are all melding in. Melding yeah, into now. I would think it's Thursday. So. Is it Thursday? I don't know. Just, <laughs> I've been in lockdown for like a week. It's and... Thursday today. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, this is a, yeah. This was out on the other uh, um, yeah, uh, Tuesday. So he's got a warlord. Oh no, that's a um, what is that as a base for the Imperial Knight? Is he based it on the Imperial Knight? Yeah, he's based it on. I think it's a Knight Dominus or something. Looks pretty jazzy. Pretty jazzy. Cool. Yeah, and that's pretty much what we have for Engine Kill. So, uh, Mr. Rob asked about the special rules for um, the Orducks and the Claws. They count them as Strength 4 as opposed to Strength 3. 
Ah, right, there we go. I thought there'd be something. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I haven't properly looked through the Legio rules yet, to be honest, for... uh, that I should do, but I think at some point what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll start looking at Legio rules and stuff in uh, in this section at some point. So yeah, we can do anyway. that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, okay. So what we'll do now is we'll look into the augury scanner. Mm-hmm. I've spoken for long enough, so we'll we'll have a uh, you guys go first. That's just Graham, isn't it? That's wheeling back out. Okay. Yeah, that's one wake him up. Let's take the blanket. Good. Put the slide guitar bit in. He doesn't like that. That'll wake him up. Yeah, Yeah, that flipping does wake me up. Sorry, Chief. When I get my computers, when I get my computers sorted out, I'll sort you another bumper bit out. Another handling jingle. Thank you very much. So you've got the Augury Scanner, our regular-ish feature, where we have a look at all things that aren't related to people trying to sell us stuff, but more sort of what's going on in the local community of heresy. So uh, Mr. B, he spotted a set of models that will be great for militia, as they are yeah. from hardcore miniatures, and they are called Jungle Fighters. Six models, $40, and they have some very familiar faces. Yeah. So have a look. See if you can, we can guess what you're talking about. Man looks up thing on internet. Mm, very exciting. Do, 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 do radio people. So it's an online store at the top with red. And it has a back to shop main page in red as well. That's it. Basically. Yes. Sorry, the requested product is not available. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it not? No. no. Oh, no. Yeah. These were amazing. Well, sold us a dummy. Dream and then... Oh, they were um they they were basically based on um oh um yeah they were basically based on um uh oh they've got them on separate things now on the front page. Okay. If you go well, to that's... the front page, they've got them as separate in the featured front... products. Shop main page, right? Okay. Oh, Mr. Mohawk, Escaper, Bill, Lance, the Pig, and the Wolf. What the... look at a featured product? Oh, you got a Mr. T. Mr. T with a flamethrower. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, ah. the, oh, yeah, there's, Bill is Arnie from Predator, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you've got, uh, what's his name from um, Escape from New York? Oh, yeah, Snake Pelskin. Yeah, yeah, the yeah uh, You've got uh, Sylvester Stallone. Rambo. Yeah, yes. Rambo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two are unfairly good. Pick. Yeah, and uh, Chuck Norris. Yeah. Well, if they're Chuck Norris one, you just need him and take everybody on. Exactly. They're not yeah. bad, though, are they? I've got to say, you would write, they would make good fun characters, wouldn't they? Yeah, $10 each. The only thing is they're 32 mil scale. Oh, so wrong scale. So they're slightly bigger. Well, it's been said a few times by Games Workshop that we're in historic, we're in heroic scale, which is almost 32 mil. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. What? It's true. Mm, okay. So anyway, there you go. Some interesting figures anyway. But yeah, Chuck Norris. He'd be great. So cool. All right. I'll let you have that one, Mr. B. Well played. Yeah, yeah I like them. I like them. I really okay. Like them. Uh, okay, what else? I, how can I let a show pass without finding some mats? Found two this time. Um, Realm of Death from Deep Cut Studio. 
So that's sort of... Um, yeah, that's cool. It looks like it's designed for... Um, obviously, I think they've got they've had in mind AOS when they've designed this. Yeah, that's but, got Shayish written all over it. Yeah, but I think I could easily... That would, that would work really well in Heresy, though. I'd, I'd, either Shayish or StarCraft Two with a lot of Zerg creep all over it. Yeah. Mm. And then there was a City Ruins one from P-Works. Um, which is just that. one down there for you. Um, which, simple, not, 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 not too fussy. Really good. I like it. Uh, what, the City Ruins? Yeah, that's quite nice, that. Yep. Mm. Actually, looking at the, the picture of it overall, that just kind of looks like a Nakadol flagstone just from a distance. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like the design. I so many cool mats out there. I wouldn't necessarily call it city ruins unless it's like a ruined, particularly large car park because there's no streets or anything on it, which I find a little odd. But they're um, ruined. They've ruined. That's why. Oh, all right. Okay. Keep your hair on. Mm. It's a. It, it is a a lovely render though. It's nice. I like it. It's not bad price either. Uh yeah. Oh, that's three by. Oh, that's three by three. Hang on. Oh. Yeah, it gets up to normal prices once you make it the uh, the right uh, size. No, no. I've just cha- I've just changed the size and the price hasn't changed. So I'm, I'm uh, it's supposed to be uh, four by six. Seventy uh, in Seven. neoprene is sixty nine ninety. Oh yeah, there we go. It's Europe. updated now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other one of the other things I spotted was um, HD bases by. Secret Weapons Miniatures, which has been cancelled as a result of the um, COVID uh, issue. They've had a few issues with that. Uh, COVID is, is sort of put in. They've had some... Perfect um, for you, these, Chris. They're pre-painted. Yeah, exactly. That's... <laughs> yeah. They're big... Gibbon. They met their goal. Gibbon of derision. That's what that is. Gibbon of derision. They they had met their goal of um, anyway. <laughs> Is he going to be making okay. a regular appearance? The Gibbon of Derision. <laughs> Gibbon of Michael. Apologies. Okay, they had met their goal. Their goal was six thousand three hundred twenty-three pounds. Uh, I can't remember what that is. I can't remember what that is in dollars because Kickstarter isn't showing me yet. Um, they got them thirteen thousand two hundred eighty-five pounds, but they cancelled. A there was a I believe there was a coronavirus issue that they cancelled over, and B. There were also a lot of people who just put in a dollar and to sort of get access to the store at the end. Sort of like, well, wait a minute, how, you know, are we going to sell all of these? Or, or what are we making here? How many are we going to need? And there was a bit of a bit of an issue there. So um, they're, they're so going to come back. Remind me again. What, there was like a Base, $1. Thing. There's a $1 pledge, oh, yeah. which most people had pledged just $1. Um, What's for that this. Cute? Because that, that gets you access to the pledge manager, so when you know that it's safe to put more money in, basically, uh, you can go, oh, it's funded, right, yeah, brilliant, bang, uh, and I'll extra, add an extra $50. As I said, I wasn't backing this one, because I I paint all my bases exactly the same. Um, but yeah, they, 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 they are... I think they are coming back at some point. Um, I like uh, it. To, oh, actually, they are back now. Never mind. They are back now, um, and still running it. I mean, I just the, the, the sort of one with the with the fleur de lis. Great for your dark angels, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm just sending you the, the the link now, so it's actually still live. Yeah, um, I'm looking at it. 
not so heresy um, related, but the fractal one would look ace for Blackstone Fortress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of there's a lot of nice designs on there that you could definitely use for for heresy um, or, or whatever. Oh, hello, Bonnie. Not bad, Bonnie. Ten, twelve pounds fifty, twelve dollars fifty for ten bases. Not too bad, I suppose. That's not bad. No, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad in the pre-cast base market. That. Mm. Mm, Very good. And they're already, you know, they're already they're pre-painted. So I have no idea how they've done it, but But anyway, um, yeah, and then. Last thing from me is I saw a very cool video on P- by Pete the Wargamer on kit bashing solar auxilia using Tempestus Scions and some bits from Anvil Industries, and they look really, really good. Okay, let's have a little look. See, see, oh, it's on YouTube, is it? Yeah, it's a video. Oh, so you're gonna have to wait on this one. Yeah, but it's a really nice, really nice guy. Ah, oh, oh, there we go. Now I've got to pay him. No, no, we don't. It's very big. Uh, okay. Well, that's quite interesting. Not bad at all. And yeah, really nice, really nice uh, put together. Obviously, the only issue is you wouldn't be able to take them to Warhammer World or Warhammer stores, but they yeah. look really good. And I would definitely, definitely love to see something like that by someone for Anvil stuff's really nice. Obviously, yes. I did my I did my solar auxiliary you with did? Anvil Industries. I did my militia with Anvil Industry heads on your yeah. recommendation. In fact, uh, good prices, good quality, great quality stuff. Mm. Uh, um, I know there are, there's elements out there where people say if you're not using the goldfish ball helmets, then it's not solar auxiliary and only do them as militia. Meh. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of the um, Wiley Post style spacesuit look of the. Solar auxiliary infantry. So, if you want to do something different, do something different. As long as they're not, as long as it's not a plastic Cadian, and you're calling him a solar auxiliary. I I think these ones are are a particularly um, good good way of doing that. They're Mm -hmm. they're not they're not in the helmet, but they are. um, You know, they're not fully enclosed, uh, but they are. um, They do look look the part. but he also does videos on doing Armageddon Steel Legion and um, uh, and plastic Voistrian, so there yeah. are other options there as well <clears throat> uh, for militia conversions. Very okay, good. That's all I've got. Well, there you go. I haven't got a lot this month. The thing that really did uh, um, catch me eye was, uh, unfortunately, you haven't been to see this, Rob, but you may have seen it on other media, is this... Uh, um, gate. So this is the. Uh, it was by Mikael van Leuven, I think that's how he pronounced his name. Apologies if I've mispronounced that. But it's. Uh, I can't remember what the name of this gate is. But it's basically got all of the. Eternity. I think it's the the Eternity Gate. Yes, it's got all the regiments. I think or Space Marines or something. But of the entire Imperium, and it looks amazing. They've done it in sort of Titanicus scale, so it's got a couple of knights sort of prowling around. Uh, but just staggering kind of diorama, I guess. Really. Well, somebody sent somebody sent me a picture of it because uh, yeah, it's the links saying it's broken on uh, Facebook. Well, it might yeah. just be because I don't know. Yeah, so he's, yeah. yeah, that's. I think um, yeah, he's based it on. I think that's a picture from either Rogue Trader or not from Rogue, maybe even from 
an old 40k um, codex from back in the day. But yeah, it's it is great, like really, really coolly done, and he's absolutely modelled it superbly. So yeah, a really lovely piece, really, really lovely. I'm most impressed with it. What do you guys think? I think it looks uh, it looks amazing. It's a it's certainly a, a you know quite a, quite the achievement. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many flags there are on there, but it looks like there's a ton. I mean, there must be what ten, twelve per row, and it it looks like this a big long staircase going up with this massive gate. Which wow! Got the emperor on it. Yeah, it's uh, it's serious. Yeah, that's from a piece of rogue trader art. That that's the. Um, yeah. I know the piece of art. I'm just I know not it. sure. Yeah, I'm just not sure which publication it's It's, from. it's an old Blanche piece. It's in the Rogue yeah. Trader book. Yeah, yeah, definitely Blanche. Uh, that's amazing. Isn't it? That's, it's that's some, a serious piece of work. So, yeah, definitely worth having a look at that. And let's say he's done little flags for what I'm assuming is regiments yep. of the Imperial Army. And I think people sent in their regiments things so you could put some in there. So, yeah. Absolutely awesome. There's yeah. the Imperial yeah. Fist in Fine. there. There's Blood Angels. There is... Trying to look. Lots of ones I don't recognise. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, definitely worth a look at this particular um, really, really work of art. It's fantastic. So that, yeah. was, that really did catch me. I'm well worthy. And we had some feedback this month. Um, obviously, with the uh, coronavirus kicking in, we've decided to... Uh, put out some more content for people smaller bits a few chunks here and there um to try and sort of keep you guys entertained through these long months um so we had some ideas from people coming in you know oh, yeah, I've, got do, few, I've got a few messages list, to send to chase that up yeah yeah so things like list challenges what we could do i think uh, quite a good one or quite a popular one was whether we do a review of the Mornaval system you know these kind of fan-made rules and do some armies based on those fan-made rules as well. So yeah. that would be cool, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what the other... Yeah, it could be fun. I mean, they are very different, and they're quite, and they're well put together. You know, people have put a lot of thought and effort into them, and it would be nice to... Um, I think they're, and they're becoming more and more popular, aren't they? I mean, a lot of, pe- lot of events in the UK are using these now. Yeah. I think the Road to Terror used them. Uh, they've got, like, a campaign system. Yeah, um, Road to Terror. Speaking of Road to Terror, they also did their own um, Skitari, um book. That's right, yeah. So it's it's interesting, isn't it? The community itself was kind of picking stuff, that this, these sort of gaps up, you know, that are, um, uh, that, you know, Forge World or whatever aren't fo- focusing on. It was interesting, though, because uh, as well as, you know, when somebody said, oh, is it okay if I use the Mornaval book for the rules for the Macarius? And I was like, well, yeah, because that's that's fine. You know, no, I don't have a problem with that. And then it was like, oh, so can I use the other Mornaval rules for this, that, and the other? It's like, whoa, steady. You know, the Mornaval book that they put out is basically a reprint of stuff that was in the Apocalypse books, which is fine. You know, it's it's already been through Games Workshop once. Those roles aren't different. Um, and they had the Assassins in it and stuff like that, which was, again, based on the 6th um, edition, 7th edition stuff. Seven, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, there are other rules, like, you know, I don't know how they can get, like, Sorority Tank armies and stuff like that. Um, which looks great. So we should have a look. Um, I'm trying to think what else there were. Some other, some other interesting bits and pieces that people suggested for us. Anything catch your guys' eye in that discussion? Uh, yeah, James uh, Turner wants to do something about um, uh, about uh, Titanicus. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him up with a message. Uh, probably once we finish recording. Have a bit. Um, for us to go through the story so far for company. 
One at a time. Oh. Sorry, I got two two messages there. They kind of overlapped each other. So what was that? People wants to go through the story so far for Company of Legends? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Which I'm going to do something probably this week about. And and then also there was uh, some of the much rarer rights of war, like Vigil opera, Operati for the Ultramarines and stuff like that. So that would be quite a good one as well. Oh, some of the lesser used units, stuff like that. Yeah, lesser, the, un, the unloved, the army of the unloved. So yeah. basically the units that you don't see anywhere. Um, that would be cool, wouldn't it? To do um, mm. something, you know, with, you know, I don't know, things you just don't see. Um, of which there is plenty. Um, Gareth suggested he, he always likes us when we do the build the dirtiest list. <laughs> you know, and offered to help us out with that as well, just in case we need any help. We've got Michael, remember? Um, yeah. Yeah. The man who builds <laughs> not that hashtag is not that bad. Yeah. And, he, he the list, we'll never play it. That's the thing. Yeah. I say you know he's uh, a well individual. That's true. Um, do a ter- <coughs> terrible list challenges take yeah off. it's the unused one so yeah really good so there's some great suggestions uh, there, so I think Mark that. wants to defend himself yeah. he can try yeah. um, <laughs> you know there is that sort of defending the indefensible you need a very good lawyer in this instance but uh, <laughs> yes of course, um, we, are, we are a fairly uh, uh, stringent um, sort of judging panel I mean but, I think if he can convince us that he thinks he's right that's fine I mean he won't be but he can try so <laughs> <laughs> well, even if he just tells us the the idea behind the army, the uh, the 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 um, the modelling cues that he's used, the painting techniques, you know, because it is a really nice army. The lamentation of the women. That's the yeah. Uh, I was going to say yeah. Basically, yeah, the, well, the idea behind the army is to destroy all comers, and it's been painted in the tears of a. Do you the uh, the army is the army is themed. Winning is a theme. <laughs> <laughs> Poor lass. It's late, it's late, and I've been in isolation, so you know. Um, okay, very good. So that was that was pretty much the feedback for this month. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, so yeah, we also had oh, uh, the on. other one that you, you're gonna mention it. The uh, FI, uh, yeah, just a shout out to all the uh, friendly local gaming stores, shas, shops. We put a thing out saying if you want us to give us a shout out, we will, and we got some responses in from there which we've duly put on our um. Little page for people to look at. So yeah, really important in this time to support uh, these kind of stores because you know it's tough, and they're not going to be there if we don't. And an idea from our good friend Richie, uh, which I love, uh, and I'll be doing myself. If you are if you are scheduled or we're going to be playing games at your local gaming store, if you can afford it, because obviously not not everyone can right now because you know some people have been laid off, uh, some people are you know struggling for money because you know. You know, for various mm-hmm. circumstances, self-employed, whatever. Um, if you can send your table fee uh, to your friendly local gaming store uh, by PayPal or bank transfer, or however you w- you would pay for stuff remotely, just so they you know they still got that little bit of income coming in to help them be there when this is all done. So I'm going to send my Heresy Bunker uh, fee to Just tomorrow, along with. Uh, uh, the money that I would spend on a uh, Mars bar and a uh, Coke. Nice. Good play. Very good. The two places that we were told to shout out and we'll do it on here as well, as well was Board in Brum, the West Midlands Gaming Centre, and Incon Gaming. Um, I'll shout out Dice Saloon as well because that's where I always hang out. And um, Battle Bunker too. Yeah, and Battle Bunker for you guys. 
So if you want other people on the list, what we can always do is do a sort of, as we do at the end of the events, just go through a look at shops. Yeah, good idea. Okay, lovely. And that is it for the Orchid Scanner. Yep. Okay, so we'll quickly talk about books. Night. <laughs> good night, Graham. All right, so we were going to talk about the first war, but Rob is still reading it. So we're actually going to come back and therefore have three people talking about the first war next month. Um, I've read and listened to it, and it's a great book. I love it. I know it's not as good as the as the first two, but it's still really, really good. Um, but I will talk about Will of the Legion. So this is Andy Clark, his first heresy story. It was a short story, and it covers an early compliance action of the Imperial Fists under the direct command of Rogel Dawn. Now, I can't really say much about this book without giving the story away, and we don't do spoilers on this show, but it's a detail of compliance of a void-based society, and it shows how absolutely ruthless Rogel Dawn can be. And despite being one of the more civilized Primarchs, he's going to do some pretty nasty stuff to win a war. So, yeah, definitely worth reading. It, it gives a real lot of, like, it sort of shows that other side to, to, to Rogel Dawn, because all the Primarchs in themselves are quite brutal ruthless people aren't they so yeah yeah they are the epitome of human destruction basically yeah yeah so definitely go and read this if you haven't read it by now go read it because it's really really good i'm gonna add it to my list now i promise it's it's uh, like 30 pages that's fine i'll read that for a little bit yeah yeah uh okay so uh upcoming books uh we actually know a bit more about upcoming books and i decided because some people we were being asked do you know when t- paperbacks are coming out we don't know anything more than you do you can look at this up in the on the warhammer community site but seeing as people are asking we'll include paperback releases. We, information, we would be dangerous people yeah we would be very dangerous people. <laughs> so heralds of the siege was due on the 28th of march as a paperback that's obviously on hold now um so we don't know what's happening there. Lost and the Damned was due as a paperback on the 4th of April. Same same situation. We believe that's going to be pushed back. Um, so we don't have a final date on that one. Maybe Amazon will be sending these out. I don't know. I, you know what? I might have a look at uh, in a minute on Amazon at these. Uh, we've got Sons of the Selenar, the standard edition. That is due 25th of April. So I, I believe that's getting an audio book as well. So it'll, get an e- it'll get an EPUB as well, probably, as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna have an EPUB. Um, that's that's uh, that's uh, without uh, without doubt that that it'll have a have an EPUB for that one. Um, uh, Lion Old Johnson, Lord of the First, the standard edition, twenty third of May. Um, Sat nine, the standard edition, twentieth of June. Get so I think a lot of people are looking forward to that one. It doesn't seem as far away as um, First Wall did. But I suppose you don't have Christmas in between. I should be allowed no. out of the house by then. Yeah, I will be allowed out of the house by then. And I will um, hopefully be in France by then, sitting with a glass of wine in the sunshine, ordering it on my Kindle on the 20th of June to sit and read under the tree in the garden, hiding from the 30-degree heat. So, yeah, that's the plan. Eh, the plan. No, I don't like France. And um, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm of German heritage. So. Oh my yeah. good God! Will you leave it out? 
Exactly. <laughs> no, Actually, no, all okay. the things that are on Amazon are... All prejudice. You might have come off better in the last two, but you do have a thousand years of coming off second best in Land Wars to the French, so yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what was that, uh, Chris, about Amazon? Amazon, basically, 7th of April. Everything is 7th of April. Everything. Uh, Herald's of Siege and Lost in the Dams. It doesn't matter what it is. It might, like, oh. Everything appears to be delivery date 7th of april oh, that's weird okay never mind um titan death paperback also 20th of june uh fury of magnus the limited edition 22nd of august and finally the fury of magnus we don't have a specific date for this but standard edition november that's it november. so um what we'll do now is we'll uh, run on to... Do we want to talk about Company of Legends as well? I think we pretty much said it all in the live stream. Going to be a quick chat. <laughs> yeah, quick chat. Okay, we'll talk about Company of Legends, then we'll go into our list challenge. No doubt everybody will be aware that uh, we had to con- can- cancel, postpone custom Company of Legends. Uh, was due to be last weekend, I think. Yeah. Uh, so um, it was a sort of decision that we had to make with heavy heart um, because obviously, you know, people have been looking forward to it. Um, and obviously we didn't want to disappoint. But it was one of those decisions that you have to be slightly adult about things, I guess. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the decision-making was taken out of our hands by government policy, but I think even if they hadn't gone with the stringent, you know, no-gathering rule, we probably would have cancelled or postponed it anyway just because the risks were piling up for us. You know, we would have done... um, We looked at lots of different ways that we could mitigate um, these impacts to see what we could do to try and bring that sort of company of legends experience to people uh, whilst maybe not even being physically in the same building as them. Uh, obviously Michael was planning to be there. Chris would have had to travel up from the South and that's got its own risks uh, in these days. And uh, I really just couldn't go near anybody. I've been off work for some time um, in isolation to de-risk myself. So it would have been pretty remiss of me to suddenly go into a room, you know, with 30 five other people yeah. in close proximity. So we wait up all the They would have had to travel so far. Yeah, exactly. So it would have been a little bit crazy just for, you know, yeah, something yeah. we could postpone it. So that's live streaming ourselves in on the projector and yeah, know, all sorts of craziness. I did actually buy a hat for that very purpose, which I will use. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit, it was a bit sad. Uh, we've got, um, it did, you know, give us an opportunity to sort of think what could we do um you know what was feasible what what bits of the event could we run and could we have delivered that experience i, I think we could have done um yeah. i don't think it would have been too far from um ideal it, you know we wouldn't have been there to answer rules questions straight away for example but some of that stuff could have been done remotely and this is what we kind of found ourselves doing is seeing what bits we would have to not do and what bits we could do um, you know, via remote guidance, if you like, but it was it was kind of possible, but it would have been a lot of work for Michael if he'd been the only person on the ground. So, and the girls, of course. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we we had we were going to it because the problem was we our insurance company was very clear: you are not covered for a pandemic that isn't on the notified 
um, notifiable diseases list when you agree the policy. Yeah, that's so, a bit... Bit of a nonsense, really, isn't it? I suppose that's what's like uh, public I'm, liability insurance or event insurance that we've got. Event insurance. I'm told a lot of people, uh, well, I do know a lot of people are in the same position. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of big events who thought they were covered for this kind of stuff. Um, I, uh, I'm not going to name any events here because I do know some of them. Um, but, yeah, there were some big events in places like the Excel Center and, and Tobacco Dock and stuff that were um, that, that, that suddenly found themselves that... <laughs> our insurance doesn't cover us for what we thought it was covering us for. So we weren't alone in this. Um, it's just obviously very, very rubbish. Um, and, it, you know. We're lucky that the venue and the other sort of outside elements that we need to sort of bring in were, you know, allowed us to sort of rearrange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're very, we're very happy. Very happy with that. Yeah, it would have been a different story because fundamentally we would have then had to have cancelled the event and then we you know then there would have been you know what we do about refunds because that would mean we would have to find that money from somewhere you know we don't really have that lying around um, um you know and we weren't going to get any money back from the event or from anything that we hired so we were lucky in that regard and that's say moving it to october uh, this year should hopefully give us a window of opportunity and um, where the worst of this will be behind us we we sort of hope and um you know pray i guess um, in two months, basically September October, mm. four weeks apart. Yeah, that's going to be interesting running events that close. But it's, like I say, it's not too big a problem. I mean, it gives us um, obviously there's a little bit more time to do some of the things that we were going to thinking of doing. I think what we're going to probably try and do is a little bit more than we would have done, or at least I am, yeah. Um, yeah. because to sort of compensate for that and see what else we could add to this uh, interesting mix of things that we do. I mean, we were already going to overhaul some of the processes anyway, um, based on the feedback from September. So, for example, we, due to the nature of the the sort of narrative that we're running this time, um, we would have not had the same strategy phase. So we wouldn't have necessarily had that sort of breakout part between games. We had something that we felt would have worked or will work, um, but nothing that's quite the same. But we may talk about that um as one of our kind of little segments that we're going to do over the next couple of weeks to sort of explain the new strategy phase and stuff like that for people if they're interested. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we were at. It's, it sucks for sure, but um, you know, the event will still go ahead just later on in the year. Yeah. 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 People's safety comes first. And I think morally, I think when we had the people from, you know, one of our attendees is uh, works within the NHS. Well, a couple of them actually work within the NHS and basically contacted us to say, "Look, this is this is this situation is really bad. You've got to do this." And it was sort of like, in combination with a prime minister's statement, it was sort of like, "Yeah, we've, I haven't got a choice here." No. Um, and the venue at that point, when the prime minister sort of said, "No more gatherings," you know, they were sort of like, "Yeah, we'll we'll we can come to an arrangement." Yeah, I mean, personally, up until sort of that, the, the PM thing, I was just sort of mentally on that train already. Yeah, uh, to head up. Cause I thought I, I was literally in the car park about to go buy the buy some of the food. Yeah, and yeah, it, it, he announced it, and that was it. We made mm. the decision. We got the confirmation. Yeah, I mean it's done now. So let's look forward to October, September, and September, and um, you know we'll we'll try and bring uh, we'll bring that magic with us this time. 
all you lucky people that were coming in March will now get, will have done the event first, basically. <laughs> we'll knock the kinks out in September. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Oh, good. Awesome. Uh, great. Excellent. So, shall we do our list challenge now then? Yeah, let's do it. It's challenge time. How are yeah. Challenge accepted. So, list challenge time. That was a nice and friendly welcome. The uh, <laughs> the, the chaps have uh, decided to take a look at a, a sensible legion. And uh, the list challenges this month are the Mighty Sixth Legion, the Vilka Fenrika, the Route, or, if you want to annoy them, the Space Wolves. Not fans of that uh, particular appellation. But uh, everybody w- who listens to the show will know Graham has issues, shall issues. we say. Well, the, Graham uh, has issues with pretty much everything. Well, well, yes, that's true. I wasn't sure I was even going to take that sentence any further. I might have just left it as Graham has issues. Uh, but he has particular issues and takes particular umbrage at any mention of the Fenrisian Sixth. So, um, yeah, we thought we'd make him write a list. <clears throat> Thanks. You know, aversion therapy and all that. See how it's worked. Not um, very well. When was the last time you had your pacemaker battery changed? Uh, about four years ago, so no problems. No, we're all right then. Okay. I had um, recently. We're good. I'm good for we're, this. We're good. good. No this. magnets nearby. None at all. Right. Jolly good. Mm. Uh, so why don't you get it over and done with? Rip that rip that <gasps> plaster off. And, uh, okay. I, I, I will make notes. Uh, and... Uh, Okay, fair enough. Well, so on the uh, where we've shared them, his is the, the first one. Mine is the last one. Right. Let me just have a open. Okay. He shared both of ours, and I, I don't want to be tarnished with that brush. So your his is the first one, is it? His yeah, is the Chris, Chris will be the, the one that's that's basically got deep striking and and assault. Yeah, and that's yours basically is every other list that he does. Yours is the one that's hid behind a defense line. That's correct. That's exactly yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so, uh, old Hawan trick pony uh, aside, mm. um, so this is my uh, attempt, if you will, to get inside the mindset of my enemy, the most hated and nonsense filled <coughs> legion that there is. The Warm. what should you call them? The uh, <laughs> there may be uh, no the Vilka wolves on Fenrica. Vil- Vilka the Vilka Fenrica. Fen- Sounds Fenrica. like that, doesn't it? Every time I hear it, I expect it to be an Elvis song. Uh, um. Anyway, I've tried. Right, I've embraced the sight, the side of darkness, and tried to get into the. You spent three bleeding episodes on Mechanicum. You can deal with this. <laughs> this was harder. This was harder. I've got to be honest with you. You know, the Mechanicum somewhere in me was a grudging respect. That is definitely missing here. But I tried my best. They have got so many good rules, so many good things that they get for nothing that other legions would literally kill for or actually die for because they'd be fighting the space wolves. Um, I really love the bit that always this, this reading this bit made me laugh. Right. So, you know, there's this big paragraph that basically says in the Space Wolf, you know, in Book 7. You know what, Space Wolves didn't really have tanks and that. You know, it was not really their thing. They didn't do it, you know, Iron... They might have had the odd Iron... called Iron Father thing, what they yeah. called Iron Priest, Iron Priest, kicking about. Yeah, but you know what, it wasn't really their thing. 
but it doesn't stop you from doing it. So, you know, use it. But I didn't. I resisted the temptation. So what I've gone for is I thought, well, you know, what is space was all about? I mean, obviously they're unwashed um, Scandinavians. So I thought, well, let's embrace that. Let's 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 go large. If you're going to go, go large. So what I've decided to do is I thought I would put, put this as a throwback to their far, their sort of mystical uh, roots, if you like, and try to create a Viking raiding party force. Okay. Radio. Right, so, what I've gone for is is that's been the mind. This is an army designed to raid, and it's a, you know, and I've substituted vehicles, certain vehicles for you know Viking longships, and I've gone for that. So, what I've got is obviously going to be coming in. Um, lots of stuff can be coming in reserve, so I need to do something about that. So, in my HQ choice, I've got a Damocles Command Rider, which is the one and only tank that I have. I could have, of course, done a defence line with this because there's no restrictions on the right of war. Um, but you know what? I just which, which right just... of war is it then? Oh, you so it. I'm using the uh, burning claw, yeah, because it's the most ridiculously over, overpowered one that you can get. Um, so I've got Damocles Command right now. So basically, adding one to my or minusing one to my reserve roll. So things will come in on twos, which would be really important because a lot of this army is going to have to rock up turn two. Um, I've gone for uh, Eddie Redbeard or as we like to call him. So a uh, Havald Red Blade. He's no slouch, this fella. He can he can definitely dish it out, and I've faced him a few times in combat. Not me personally, me army has, obviously. I mean, he kicked my ass. But um, he's, he's got a lot of good rules, although he's not really a buffing kind of rules guy. He's definitely more of a, I'm, I'll take you on. He probably goes, can go head-to-head with quite a lot of things, I think. Yeah. Um, so he's got some, you know, he's got some good rules. Um Three infantry units do get scout with him, which is not bad. I'm not really going to be using that, but kind of maybe. And he's got this head taker, which is a default warlord trait, which is gives him preferred enemy infantry, which we know is incredibly useful. Um, comes with a, with an axe, basically melee armor blade, strength plus two, AP two. Um, so that's initiative strength six. Yeah, strength six, AP two, armor bane. So two dice for armor pen. Even tanks are going to struggle against him. Four attacks, five on the charge with capture. He's always going to get five attacks because he's got counterattacks. He's a legion of starties. So, yeah, Tartarus Terminator armor as well. So he's got all, everything going on for him. Causes fear. Yeah, great, great, great character. And he's going to be leading the army. And I've also gone for a Speaker of the Dead, which is, you know, why not, right? Why, yeah. why, why spend all that those points on two characters when you can get one that does two things? Oh. Um, <laughs> so uh, he kind of acts a bit like a chaplain, I believe, um, yes. and also like a apocryphy, I believe, with his healing balms, giving them feel no pain. Six right? up, yeah, it's a, only a six up, feel no pain. Five plus. Is it five? Oh. I think so. Healing balms, if that's what healing balms is, or am I looking at Priest of Fenris? No, that's right. Yeah. Is it, I thought it was. I thought it was only a six up for some reason. I did as well, but it's a five plus. Mm. I think it's a six. It was a six up in um, seven bed, forty uh, k. I think. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, five plus. So there you go. They're even even better, right? Um. So yeah, two 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 jobs. Um. That makes them fearless. Basically, doesn't give them hatred though, does he? Um, no, so that's not quite so. Not quite so preferred enemy infantry. So she's rerolling ones, which is actually mm, one would argue could be as good as because you're rerolling ones to hit and ones to wound. 
So really useful. So got him. He's got a pistol for armor, bolt pistol, and of course frost axes, which are phenomenal pieces of equipment that they get for next and out. Um, troop section, of course. Why wouldn't you? Uh, I've gone for a twenty-man Grey Slayer pack. So massive, massive squad of these flipping evil gits. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Huskarl, Sergeant, in other terms, has got artists for armor, bolt pistol, combat shield. They've all got combat shields because I went for that Viking look. And I thought, oh, this would be cool. You know, all with shields, round shields like the Vikings had, all hair everywhere, all unkempt, you know, smelling like death, that kind of thing. Um, and the Huskarl's also got a Greater Frostblade, which is a fantastic AP2 weapon at initiative with melt bombs. Then I've got another Grayslayer pack. This is only 10 man one, but same sort of loadout and every, everybody with combat shields. And another one, so basically three squads of Grey Slayers, one twenty man, two ten man, and the this is the where there may be some problems in the army, a recon squad. So four man with bolters, cameline, camellia line rather. And um, recon armor. You what? Um, great frostblade. Yeah, mm. I was just about to bring this up. Yeah, it's minus one to initiative, it's not at initiative. Oh sorry, my uh, there's also there's a minor point. The Huskarl is a character. Great Frostblades are only open to independent characters. Oh, that's interesting because I just did this on Battlescribe, so maybe that's. Well, we'll have to have a word with Battlescribe. Yes, any Space Wolf independent character. I have the uh, Book 7 in front of me, an uh, actual mm. hard copy rather than a Putin PDF. Um, any Space Wolf independent character with a power weapon may exchange this for a Frostblade or Frost Claw for plus 5 points or a Great Frostblade for plus. 10. So it's independent characters only. Okay, well, like I said, I just followed the... Followed so you've, set, you've set yourself 30, set yourself 30 points. Buy a defence line. No, but I can get a, a Frostblade instead, can't I? Uh, no, not because he's independent, he's independent, independent characters only. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, how weird. Stick a, stick a power fist on him. Power it's the same, point, then, same yeah, points as the Great Frostblade. I shall do exactly that. Same job, really. So, um, yeah. In the 20 man squad, I think I had two power fists as well because I can take power fists one in every five, I believe. A combi weapons, yeah. plasma pistols, basically whatever you want. Just help yourself if you're a space yeah. wolf player. Tuck him on, tuck in. Do you, do you want the reasons why? Do you want the reasons why? The whole um, list is set on the way to Prospero where they basically turned up at an armory world and went, We'll have that. And they said, What are you having? And all of it. And they just emptied one on the way. Clearly. That's, what, that's why clearly. they kitted out. Okay. Anyway, um, they can also do this cool, um, can't go to ground, but they can re-roll fail pinning tests and make charge moves after running and or firing their bolters. But they do stuff minus one to their charge distance. Big deal. So, yeah, wowzers. And that's a troop choice, incidentally. They start at 125 points, which is for 10 of them, which is the same as a tactical squad. Just saying. Um, and then I've got the recon squad, uh, five men. Like I said, the idea for these fellas is they're going to infiltrate, scout, whatever, to get somewhere close-ish, but not too close that they get deaded, because that'll be them and the Damocles on turn one only. Um, and then I've got two for the two ten-man Grey Slayer squads. I've got two Cestus Assault Rams, because I thought they're a bit more Viking-y, Viking-like than the Stormy. And um, anyone and pretend it's a Cestus, couldn't you? That's what I was going to do. That's exactly what I was going to do. The, the the flying sledge thing. It's not too far from it, to be honest with you. You can see it's a bit of a throwback to that model. It's got wolves on it. I reckon that would be okay. I mean, I don't think people would complain too much, being as you can't buy the Cestus. Um, 
they're still, I mean, the Cestus itself is a bit of a handicap. I think it's a massively overpriced model, 305 points, but, you know, it looks cool. Um, and then they've got the Bloody Claw, as mentioned. And finally, to put all, oh, I forgot my Death Swarm, my big old Death Swarm squad, of course. Ten mm. man Death Swarm. I mean, goodness Ouch. me, you would not want to mess with these guys. Melter bombs, rad grenades, they've all got, um, what have they got? They've all got, uh, uh, uh for armor, so they're all on two pluses. Yeah. Um, I have given them frost um, blades, but I'm not sure I can now. Let me no, just. You can, uh, yeah, you can. You can. It's in the FAQ. Yeah, it's in the FAQ. I was just it's, checking because it's in the it's in the unit entry for every five models in the squad. One model may take one of the following options, and great frost blade is there. So yeah. that's cool. So I've given them... also in the options section, um, according to the FAQ. Gracelayer's Huskall can exchange their close combat weapon for a frost blade. Okay. Yeah. Not a great frost blade, but a but frost, frost blade. blade. Lovely. So anyway, these guys are flipping tough. Um, put them with the the only character that can go with them being the um, Speaker of the Dead. Gives them the five plus for pain, and of course, preferred enemy. And they kick ass. Weapon skill five on the charge, like all of them are for our good friends in the Space Wolves. Two attacks base, S-class combat weapon, three attacks, counter-attack, four attacks base, pretty much on every everything, all the time. Um, they come with these things called, Ym- what's that, Ym- Ymiria stasis bombs, which I'm flipping it. These are absolutely evil. Uh, in the shooting phase, one model can throw um, uh, one of these stasis bombs. Check this out. Six-inch range, so okay, fair play, not too far. The strength is X, and the AP is two, but it's a three-inch blast. Pinning does get hot, but it's also flesh bane. So basically, two plus to wound, AP two, three-inch well, blast. Those Dark Angel interrupters, mm. stasis missiles. Very good. So yeah, they're fearless when they're in assault. Um, if there's another good rule about them, dream of the death wolf, which I like. If they die, they still make their attack, but it's an initiative step one. As if they were alive, so long as any model in that unit survives, which is great. Um, so yeah, I mean they're a smashing unit. Like two plus saves, hundred seventy five points for a squad of five. What's it called? Uh, the angry badgers. They are angry, angry badgers. But, Fu- you know, positively livid badgers. I'm flipping furious. If I'm... So I know you're not on Twitter, Graham, but j- this is a tangent, so I'm awaiting Chris's sound. But Greg shared it. Um, but did you know, uh, thanks to Disney Plus, that Friar Tuck in the, sh- in, the sh- in Robin Hood, the Disney film, is supposed to be a badger? Oh. Uh, do you want to see you, Michael? I'd never given that any thought whatsoever. And now all the neurons in my brain. Yeah, don't start that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now that song's going to be going in my head for the rest of the evening. Thanks very much. Um, So that was the the angry badges are in there. And finally, uh, for the fans out there, I've gone for a Thunderhawk gunship. Good man. So I have a question. Go on. Get to the... Did you just get to two and a half thousand, two thousand two hundred points and go, nah, f- it. and then <laughs> what now? I've got no. to beat that now. Yeah, exactly. nothing point. Chris, I had two choices, right? I wanted a uh, another transport. I didn't want to take another Cestus assault ram. I thought something different that would be very cool would be to have a big Lord of War choice. So the only real things that you have at this point would be the Storm Lord, super heavy transport, or the Thunderhawk. 
And I thought, oh, yeah, Thunderhawk would certainly fit, fit my theme. I don't think we've ever had a Thunderhawk in our... Um, no, in because our they're, they're generally fairly useless. But I, I thought, wouldn't that be cool, right? You've got these two Sestas Assault Rams escorting this massive beast, you know, all of the wolf icon- iconography on the side, painted in that lovely kind of dark grey colour with the red, really looking mean and businesslike, and out of it drop, you know, you can luz out your Death Sworn with the... Um, Wolf Priest and then your 20-man Grey Slayer squad with, um, what's his face, Eddie Redbeard, uh, to come in and cause all manner of bother. He's absolutely superb. Um, so, yeah, I thought that would be a really cool thing to do. The only, mm. like I say, having the Recon Squad, because I thought about the old 6th edition, because the scouts in Space Marine squads, if I remember rightly, were kind of revered back in the old editions. Oh, they were okay. amazing. Yeah, so I thought, wow, that's a good little segue into that as well. But these guys going behind, you know, they're, they're the first line of kind of attack. And then behind them, screaming in the rest of the Vikings to cause all sorts of bother. So there we go. That is my list. Nice. Nice. Like it. Like it. I'm proud of you. Well done. It's all right. Well done. I realise it can't have been easy. It was not easy. It was not easy. Every, every moment was painful. But you know what? Yeah, I hate them with a passion. That's never going to change, right? But... <laughs> They are a flipping handy, handy army. So, yeah. Until you put them up against custodies and then you go, oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, against demons as well, they'd probably struggle, to be honest with you, yeah, because nothing, nothing can't. But, um, you know what? I thought it would be, I'd really like the idea of, you know, like in the Viking longships, they had the shields on the side of the of the of of them. And I thought that would be a cool thing to do on one of those, you know, um flying cestus like rams to put a lot of shields on the side you know because they're very reading the, the sort of bump they're 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 not really kind of you know the old hierarchical nature of the normal legion of Starties. they're kind of tribal almost you know with their own little kind of conclaves and different things so i thought it'd be really quite cool you know different lords and different you know villages of space wolves if you like going out raid there we go that's me it would work so who's okay. next? Is it you, you Mike? Go? Uh, okay, I can go. Uh, yeah, my list is um, well. I did orbital, um, orbital, uh, uh, well, orbital assault because um, I have a forty k space wars army. I actually really enjoyed playing my forty k space wars army for a long time, but I have since fallen out of love with that particular army. Uh, when it transitioned to eighth edition, it was sort of like you know I was stuck with all the because dro- it was a drop a drop army and and I was sort of like well I don't know what to do now I've got to build all sorts of stuff to make it you know playable um I have built a lot of it and painted a lot of it I've just never played it but anyway um so I wanted to do that that army that I loved in um 40k into 30k sort of um so I started with my warlord of Gregor Fellhander, Gygor Fellhander, Gregor. Um, I just like him. I love the model. And I've got it. And I painted Fair it. Enough. And he's, he's really nice. Um, then I've gone for a Praetor. Um, everyone's got free HQ. Everyone had free HQ choices, right? Yeah. Yeah, good. Those are rules. Yeah, those are rules. Um, a Praetor. I've put him in, I've given him the Combi Bolter, digital lasers. Uh, I, I've Gone with Divining Blades, because I think that 
yeah, I've decided to go with Divining Blades. Um, I'm not, I, I haven't often used that. In fact, I've not used Divining Blades at all yet, but I thought, I thought it fits this guy. Um, Mastercrafted Divining Blade, of course. You, why would you not Mastercraft it? Well, you've um, 40 points for it already, so yeah, what's, what's a few more? Exactly, exactly. It, it's an expensive weapon. May as well Mastercraft it because you, you want to guarantee you, you get as many attacks as possible with it. And he is in Cataprachi Terminator armor. Then I've got a Speaker of the Dead uh, in Cataprachi uh, Terminator armor um, with a um, Frost Axe. Mm, simple. Uh, in the Elites, I've got a single Apothecary. I've given the Apothecary Artificer armor. Um, then I've got a squad of, of Varagir Terminators. Uh, I have given these guys um, two Frost Axes, two Chain Fists, uh, four Reaper Auto Cannons. Nice. And a, uh, the Thane has a Frost Axe and a Combi Melter. So, because the, the reason I hate the ones from Forge World is because I think the loadout is rubbish. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind the sculpts. I actually quite like the sculpts. I just think the loadout is terrible. It's mostly um, combi bolters and power weapons, basically. It is combi bolters and power weapons. There's no, that 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 is not a very good um, Varigir unit at all. In fact, it's terrible. Um, and it's hard to convert as well, which is worse. Mm. Um, it's hard to convert to put in, say, Reaper Auto Cannons or whatever. Yeah, I've never built any precisely for that reason, because you look at the unit and you think, mm, it's going to take too much work. And then you It's look an at expensive the, unit to build. Yeah, you look yeah. at the options and even the plastics, you go, oh, yeah, but then where am I getting, you know, where am I getting, say, eight Reaper Auto Cannons for plastic? Well, I haven't cannons. priced up Reaper yeah, Auto Cannons, because I'd have to buy... Like a bazillion pounds each. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I've got one squad of Grey Slayers, uh, all with bolters. Um, one with a Vexelia, one with a Nuncio Vox. Uh, mm-hmm. The Huskarl has uh, Artificer Armor, a Frostblade, and Melter Bombs. Um, oh, yeah. actually, no, I've given him a great Frostblade, because obviously you can take that as the, the squad member. Um, then I got there in a drop pod. Uh, an, another squad, identical, apart from the Huskarl has a Thunder Hammer this time. Mm-hmm. And then another identical squad, except this time the Huskarl has a Power Fist. Then we've got a big 18-man Grey Slayer squad. Now, these are going to go with Gigal and the Apothecary. We've got four guys with Bolters, uh, four guys with Combat Shields, four guys with Lightning Claws, four guys with Power Fists. I think that's... Yeah, that that works. Um, Then we've got the Huskarl. He's got Artificer Armor and a Heavy Chainsword because Heavy Chainswords look cool. Yeah. Can't deny that. So I think one of these at the front with a heavy chainsaw running out, it's going to look awesome. Uh, then we've got um, two Deathstorm drop pods. Hey. Ooh, I haven't given them drop pod assault. Might have to change some points there and give them drop pod assault. Because uh, I think you have to pay for that, don't you? Don't have yeah. my red books to hand. I think you have to pay for that. Uh, okay. I've taken that, so I, I can play around more points before I publish this <laughs> and get it sorted out. Um, I've got a land speeder squadron with three land speeders, mm-hmm. um, all with graviton gun and multi-melter. Yeah. And 
Then a Cryptus Assault Claw. That's what the big Grey Slayer squad is going to go in. Nice. A Leviathan Siege Dreadnought with a Graf Flux Bombard. Um, the Twin Link Volkite Nipple Guns. Uh, a Siege Drill. Uh, Armored Ceramite and Phosphex Discharger. Nice. And that's it. Drop Pot of Salt is 25 points. 25 points. So I'd need to find 50 points from somewhere. I'm trying to figure that out. Drop Armored Ceramite. Salt maybe... Yeah, I can figure that out. That, that should be fine. I'll figure that out. But yeah, that's the that's the plan. Nice. And mm. it's, it's it's just aim is to drop in, say hello, and uh, and hurt things. Hurt things. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, sh- that's yeah. yeah that works. Shall I go next and make Chris wait? Yeah, go on. Happy, I'm not worried. Right. Yeah. So, three thousand points. I went with the theme of take and hold, and I've used one of the um, specific rights of war, one that I never actually use when I play I've used the other one. It's the Pale Hunters, uh, which has some has some drawbacks. Um, no artillery, no fortifications, so, you know, Graham's never going to pick this one. Um, no, no drop pods of any kind. And only a single heavy support choice. So, you know, this this has got... Hmm. Give Graham a, an aneurysm written all over it already. Whoa, whoa, whoa steady. Steady the hell on. No, fortifica- no fortification, no artillery. Which was not which was not in, existing in the army list that I, I submitted. But well, also, I think that very much seems to be the theme, the theme, theme well, of that true. little paragraph that I kind of had a bit of a go about. So, yeah, well, all good. Yeah, that's, that's true. We do get, though, plus one to reserve rolls. Yep. All infantry units other than those in Terminator armour get hit and run, but they roll 2d6 instead of 3d6 for the distance moved. And if a unit in this detachment using this right of war successfully charges into assault against an enemy unit, which is already locked in combat, that assaulting unit gains plus one additional charging attack. So they are yeah, quite good. Isn't it? They are good, quite yeah. good for the hammer and could anvil. Have, could have done that with my list, actually. Yeah. Uh, one, yeah. Now, there's going to be some similarities here, I think. Um, so HQ started off with a Praetor in Cataphracty Terminator armor with a Paragon Blade, a Chain Fist, and Digital Lasers. He's then backed up by two... And there was some control C, control B action going on here. I have a thing about symmetry. I ranted about it after I got slated on the Dreadclaw. Um, there's two. Speak, speak. My love of symmetry is older than you, Chris Mills. So shut up and you took three shield captains when we played. One time. So, one time. So the didn't do you need in this game, mate? One time didn't of your time. Did you any good, though, did it? You still lost. I played for <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> if you deep struck in, I would have been dead by the end of turn one. So um, I've got two speakers of the dead. They're both identical. They're both wearing Etherune armor, which what does is that do again? Yeah. a wolf's specific uh, yes. bit of kit. So it gives you plus one wound for a start. So you go up to three wounds. Um, it's two plus save plus one wound, and allows any deny the witch rolls taken for that wearer to be re-rolled. Nice. So it's 20 points, you get an extra wound, and, you know, 
deny the witch is handy now that you know there's people like Mark Frost out there. Yeah, uh, I, guess. I mean, I suppose it's only relevant if you get targeted by a witch fire, but yeah, right. Um, yeah. And also, I mean, artists for armor is what, 10 points? So you're yeah. kind of paying 10 points for an extra room, which isn't a bad return on investment, I think. No, not really. Um, so they've also got melter bombs and a great frost blade. So, because do not underestimate the power of an AP2 yeah, power no. weapon at initiative three. Initiative. Yeah, I mean, that's you're going to get terminators before they get you. That's the, that's the lovely part of them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So they have some troops with them. Obviously, there are 15 Grey Slayers uh, nice. with three Combi Plasmas, mm-hmm. 10 Power Weapons, <laughs> a Vexilla, and Huskarl has Artificer Armor, a Plasma Pistol, and nice. a Power Fist. Nice. They are in a Storm Eagle gunship with armoured ceramite and extra armour. Okay. So there's two, there's two of those, two identical units, 15, because that's what I do. Mm. Deal, deal with it. Symmetry. Symmetry. Uh, in the elites, there is a 10-man Varigia Terminator unit with six chain fists, four thunder hammers, four combi plasmas, and six frost claws. So they can shoot other Terminators with four with four combi plasmas. They've mm. got um, six frost claws. That's strength five, AP three, shred. Or they've got chain fists in there, thunder hammers in there. Base uh, is covered. Base is generally covered. You know, if it's a tank, there's six chain fists. They'll mm, punch it to death. It. If it's a if it's an infantry unit, then they'll just beat it up. Uh, in fast attack, I have a, a, a Capri Lightning Strike Fighter with ground, ground tracking auguries and two Kraken Penetrators. Is that it's a Control-C, Control-V from four years ago? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I, think I, was just, I was just left on the list. It's a bit like your uh, defense line. It's just, just exactly right. Yeah, it's just, just printed on the pad. Auto-include. Yeah. yeah, basically. <laughs> and then Lord of War. You're going to like this, Graham. Go on. Legion Thunderhawk gunship oh, with, a, great with, a, with a void crafted hull which increases the rear armour up to 12 so you can't get glanced to death by bolters with your 450 quid model. The thing is though, does it? you have to be careful because the maximum points is 750, isn't it? Yeah, and that takes you to 720. Ah, oh, does it? Okay. I was looking at this thinking, yeah, I think I put a void, I put... You put flare shield, flare on, shield on yours. I, I, know, I just put the flare shield on. That was because mm. otherwise it would have taken it over. Because the flare shield is seriously useful. But well, yeah, yes, true. Because this, um, this is the argument that you, you can't take it with the um, turbo laser on the top because it takes you past seven fifty. Yeah. It's seven eight five or something like that. I think it works out. But yeah, the theory is basically like yours. Everything comes howling in from the sky, mm. and they basically jump out and say. Where are you now? Yeah. Come and shift. Come and shift us. And you've got the re-roll for the reserve roll. You've got the re-roll for the uh, plus one to reserve rolls yeah. um, on sorry. that one. And you've got yeah, you <laughs> ten Varagir with a uh, paragon bladed Praetor stood in there. You've got two power weapon up the wazoo mm-hmm. Graceslayer units with speakers mm-hmm. of the dead in there. Um, you've got storm eagles flying around. Obviously, they can still do something if they survive. You've got the. Um, Lightning still flying around. What have you got yeah. on the Storm Eagles? Have you got um, Storm Eagles are fairly basic. They're oh, not just armor, ceramite, and extra armor. They're just all about getting yeah. there. I'm slightly curious as to why I would never personally, and this is just a personal preference, I would never put armor, ceramite on a flyer. 
the reason being is there aren't that many things that can get in melter range, but obviously there are a few, but not too many. Yeah, but if, so you, that's hover, if you hover hovering, for a bit, then that yeah. goes up a lot more. Uh, absolutely. It does, but I suppose the thing is with these vehicles, I generally, if they survive past getting the troops down, I consider it a bit of a bonus. Well, I'd be a bit true. more annoyed with the, you know, like you say, that massive, lovely Thunderhawk model getting Thunderhawk. melted to death. But yeah, yeah. I suppose... I mean, I've, I've, never used a, I've never used a Storm Eagle, so I've never worked out what's the most efficient uh, loadout for them. I, gem- I was just yeah, working it out. A few of them. I, I just generally go with the LAS cannons and the multi-melter just because it can then do a little bit of anti-tank shenanigans on its way in. On its way in, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't... But generally speaking, if I can get... Which is usually some horrible Terminator squad. If I can get them where they need to go, bonus. Yeah. But yeah. I like it because it's very nice. Two Thunderhawks um, in that, one um, challenge. Yeah, that um, that right of war, though, I think I should have used that one because it would have saved me 100 points on the Damocles. I could have used that to maybe put another squad or maybe upgrade my recon squad to make them a little bit more survivable. So, if yeah. You'd, if you'd saved five points from somewhere, you could have put a Speaker of the Dead, another Speaker of the Dead in. Yeah, which would uh, be or, or interesting. Out. Yeah, because uh, I could have put that in on that Grey Slayer squad and then made them have Fielder playing 5 plus as well. And Fearless. Very nice. And Fearless, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think Eddie Redbeard might be, but he might not be. So, yeah, very good. I, I had to go back and check something on my list quickly. Um, the What we were talking about, the drop pod assault? I yeah. forgot. They changed all the drop pod rules in um, the FAQ. And they have it automatically now. Oh, okay, cool. So you're fine. There you go, then. I'm good. Good. So now tis, tis right. Mills the younger. Uh, so I, uh, I've written a very similar list to Rob actually, which is very odd, slightly troubling. Um, <laughs> so I, I, strike I, it. Uh, no. Oh. No. Did you, what? Did you write this list? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So <laughs> I, Michael, <laughs> Michael's doesn't have a termite. Graham's doesn't have a defence line, and yours isn't deep striking. I'm sorry. Have oh. I come on Edge of Empire, or have I just hijacked a random? <laughs> I podcast don't use all the termites all the time. Listen back, Mike. okay. Listen back. <laughs> uh, right. So, oh yeah, I've used the pale hunters as well because I'm yeah. not a power gamer like Graham, and it's a pretty standard rifle. So my HQ. So I've got a cast of the runes. Um, Aether Rune Armor, Lightning Claw, and a Force Axe. And fishing, are you fishing for Iron Arm there? Just whatever I can get. Whatever I can I'm get. Not a power gamer, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Two Legion Champions. Belt of Bombs, Valkyrie's Event. <laughs> Control B, Control B. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it to Rob. Uh, they each have a Fenrisian Wolf. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> on Fenris. Uh, two apothecaries. Uh, just box standard. Nothing special. Cheaper as chips. You have the proof there, dear listener. Apothecaries can come without augury scanners. They absolutely can. Uh, a Varagir squad, all with Reaper Auto. It's a five man squad, all Why with didn't Reaper I have Auto. have scanners on my apothecary. <laughs> Chain fists, power fists. And the uh, Thane has got a Frostblade and a Reaper Auto Cannon. Nice. 14-man, or 15-man, including the Herskull. Uh, Grey Slayer squads, power weapons, uh, three power fists, two plasma, uh, one plasma pistol, and a Vexilia. And they're both identical. Three Storm Eagles. 
uh, armored ceramite, health strike missiles, multi melter, and all of those. A jet uh, jet bike sky slayer squad, uh, all with multi melters. There's four of those in the squad, and uh, Lehman Russ just to finish it off, but without his wolves, just him. So where's Russ going? He's going to go in with the Varagir in one of the Storm Eagles. Right, yeah, and there's two Grey Slayer. Yeah, there's two Grey Slayer packs, yeah, aren't there? Right, yeah. so you're starting the game with the jetpacks. With the jetpacks on the board. And yeah, re-rolling reserve rolls. And no, plus one to reserve rolls. Oh, no, plus one to reserve rolls. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. and, is, is the scoring. Just have interest. Next, they're elite choice, aren't they? They might be scoring because they're Terminators. Terminators sometimes have it. I don't know if they are. Uh, special rules, implacable advance. Yes, yes they are scoring. That does it. Yeah, well then, cracking. <laughs> <laughs> they also have, uh, which hasn't come up, the Varagir, they have crushing charge, which yeah. uh, if they charge at least six inches, they get a strength five hammer of wrath. And any model in the unit um, may issue and accept challenges if the, as if they were characters in combat and if the enemy challenger is killed then they get an additional plus one to combat res nice. so Varagir are quite tasty really useful so yeah the jet bikes are in just to give me a bit of anti-armor bust out some spartans things like that uh, along with the nice. melt, uh, storm eagles but yeah just basically similar thought to Graham with the three things flying in yeah, um, lots of flying, lots of flying, lots it, of flying. Yeah, with this right of war, it's really the only sort of the best thing to do because yeah, you can't make drop pods in it. Can't so, make any drop pods. You can't. You don't. You've only got one hit heavy support. Yeah, so exactly. the only the only way around that, if you want tanks, would be to go Baragir heavy because Baragir can take a Spartan as a yeah. dedicated transport. Yeah. yeah, that would work. Yeah. Um, I did. I did toy with the Spartan. Uh, it's, it's like, like uh, saber. Yeah, fast attack choice. Yeah. Um, but I've used that with storm eagles. Yeah, I mean the um, yeah. With this, I suppose with spines, it's quite nice to do something different. Um, and you know, make a little bit of a theme around it. So nice. Yeah. I mean, the the problem I've always had with that one is you've with you've got one heavy support, which you need something that can mm. that can hit hard. In this game, you need something with some punch. And well, multi melters are definitely punch. Yeah, but most most. But tanks... it's a multi melter on a fragile, fragile yeah. chassis. It's not a multi melter on. You know, what I mean, it's not on something armor fourteen with lots yeah. of hull points. It's four. It's four multi melters, and if you're running a Spartan, you're almost certainly going to have armored ceramite on you, just because he would. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you could do something to other smaller tanks quite quickly. No bother. How many points? 300 and something. 350, if you give it a void shield as well. So, yeah. yeah. Not void shield, flare shield. Nice so, shield. yeah. But, I mean, you know, if you've got a 600-point squad, you're going to probably want to protect them with a 300-point squad. I'm just guessing. It's very easy to go down the Death Star route with that as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, says 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 the man that's got 10 of them jumping out of a Thunderhawk, but... You... <laughs> yeah. Gotta be done. Okay. So, the scoring then... So Rob's going to have to kind of do this, I guess. So we have yeah. our normal scoring challenge, which is current stats. So basically, we have uh, three uh, criteria. The first one is fun to play against slash with. 
battlefield effectiveness is the second one, and the overall cost uh, in hard-earned English pounds um, for buying this army if you wanted to do it tomorrow. So, currently, the scores on the doors are Chris is in the lead with three. I'm in second with two. Michael is in third with one. So let's see what they so first first things first, fun to play against. Who's gonna uh, or play against and with which of these three, because obviously Rob, you're a professional wolf player. Um mm, which not of that these I play three... not, not that I play lists that are anything like any of these. <laughs> yes, I suppose. If you know, if you weren't playing your space wolves and you're playing another army, um which one would you think was the most fun to play against or with? With the one that resonates the most with me, and it's not because it's dripping with power weapons, is probably Chris's. Okay, that's so the that one that be... I, that's that's the one that I can look at and think. I think I know what I'm doing with this, right? Um, but also, it's got it doesn't have the Thunderhawk, which makes it easier for people to easier to counter. If that makes sense, um, yeah. you know, that if if you don't have because none of us, out of the four of us, none of us have anything that's dedicated anti-air, other than potentially the lightning in my list. And um, you can, I mean, this the storm eagles you can use as anti-air. Oh well, yeah, they, that's true. They, they've got They're, and thunderhawk, I suppose, as well. I mean, the Cestus assault ram you could use. I mean, you could just ram things in the air. Which well, is yeah, that's cool. true. Apparently, apparently, that's didn't somebody do that at uh, Company mm, Legends? Like rammed a thunderhawk. I believe yes, with, with the Cestus. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, but looking at it, I think the one that makes the most sense to me as someone who's in this kind of headspace playing wise, I think Chris has got has got that one. Um, that would be fun to play against. So you that's have, or yeah. fun to play with. Um, yeah, with or against, I think I think Chris has got Chris. that. I think yeah. Mike's Mike. I think yours reads to me too much like the the archetypal 40k drop pod list. And That's I think, I yeah, and I think part of me has deliberately shied away from that with 30k that, right, 40k wolves are all about drop pod assaults because it's Ragnar and that's what he does. So I've never even looked at that myself. So part of me reads that and goes, yeah, that's a 40k list, but that's my own personal biases. Other opinions may be equally or more valid. valid. <laughs> um, <laughs> highly likely because I've, spend a lot of time talking to myself and nobody else and, and <laughs> widely regarded as an utter prat. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think yours, I, I think yours, Graham, you've got too many shields. Thematically, visually, it would look ace, but I think it's going to hinder you for just killing power. I mean, yeah, I mean, I put them in purely because I, I like the idea of the Vikings thing. Well, yeah, I didn't. It wasn't for a any kind of... Um, Necessity or advantage, I guess. No, I get that because obviously I've I've got my uh, breacher units, which you wouldn't necessarily associate breachers with wolves. But I've got almost as many of them as I've got grey slayers so, mm. in my collection. So I think on playing against or with, I think that one goes to Mills the youngest. Mills, Mills the younger. Mills the Pack younger. Like on that one. Battlefield effectiveness. Oh God, no, I'm the wrong person to ask here. I'm a. Well, te- 
tactical acumen of a sea cucumber. Um, just to, to, to run at things with strength five power weapons with preferred enemy and go, yep, there we go, it's fallen over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I, fundamentally, you have to look at things like, I guess, why would you do scoring units? Ease of getting units on the board if you're doing a reserve army. Yeah. What you would do to deal with a typical kind of two Spartan list or one Spartan list with a Death Star. That's the kind of general guideline that's, that we try and That's in. where I see yours, Graham. Until you start thinking, right, how am I going to deal with a flesh shielded Spartan? I then go, what have we got that's going to handle that? You've got yeah. my. You've got some. Do you have anything that adjusts? Um, reserve rolls. Yeah, Graham has the Damocles. No, do you in your old? Hey, no, I do not, because I can't take anything to adjust my reserve rolls. No, that's a pickle. Just got my nuncio boxes. Yeah. That's for um, arriving. I think battlefield think. effectiveness. I don't think I thought about destroying Barnes. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot in there. I've got some power fists and stuff, but yeah, I've got to be honest with you, not really a huge amount. Yeah, I think in the hands of somebody who knew what they were doing, um, I think Mike might have battlefield effectiveness because he can deal with, he's got Graviton, he's got multi-melters, he's got lots of infantry sergeants with melter bombs, if nothing else. He's got chain fists, he's got Reaper Auto cannons. Um, I think Mike's going to probably have the battlefield effectiveness. He's just, it's just he's going to suffer the same as any drop pod army in that he's going to come down, jump out, and then have to hope he's still there the next turn. Also, yep. it's coming down in piecemeal. That's the thing, potentially. Yeah, yeah it's got nothing to make like those reserve rolls. So after turn two, it's all... Hoping to the gods of fate. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, I think that if I'm to me, I was a tough one. Chris has got the Varagir as well, yeah, um, that's true. and and the mechanism for improving that reserve role. But and, he has only got three scoring units, but, and two and two champions of Paragon Blades, which cannot be overlooked. That can't be overlooked. You're right, and, and the and the jet, yeah Jetbike Squad, which would be you know, have you got melter bombs on them? No multi melters. Actually, no. no, I think I think Chris and he's got Lehman Russ as well, who if you want to kill something in this game if Russ can't it. kill it. If Russ can't, can't kill it, then it's on it's in a very select group. I think you've got it again then, Mr. Mills. I'm under no illusions that mine would be the most effective because I just went right, what's completely different to mine? Uh, and, uh, and also the Castle Rune is going to do some extra shenanigans. I mean, yeah. If you could save a few points and get a frost claw, I would not want. I honestly instead of a lightning claw because I've had it. I have a Castro Runes with who's modelled yeah. with a lightning claw slash frost claw. When you get a strength eight lightning claw or frost claw, when you get iron arm. Yeah, it, it, it it's worth a giggle or three. It really is just running running up to <laughs> running up to tanks and going. There we go. I'll have that. I, I don't think I'd not lose the extra attack with the two specialist weapons as well. I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, that is whether I would like to face Chris's army is another matter. But yeah, that is a tough list for sure. Yeah, and I think Mark Mark Mike's does let him down a little bit on the um, lack of manipulation of reserve rolls. Well, you go with a drop pod army. You, there's, there's no way. Of, there's not yeah. many ways of manipulating it. And I wanted that theme because it's what I loved in uh, 40k. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. I can't fault you for that. So we come we come down to the the vulgarities of <laughs> pecuniarity. Well, Chris has won it anyway. <laughs> Mine is nine hundred and four three pounds, give or take money for a reproach. Nine four three. Right. What are you rocking in at, Graham? Uh, one thousand one hundred and twenty-nine. What? That's fun. Funny people. Oh Mike, yeah, Thunderhawk. Oh right. Okay. Um, I might have one then. Seven hundred and sixty-four. But, but this does not include Reaper Auto Cannons. No, exactly. I've, mine's probably two hundred quid's worth. I think so. Well, Michael mine. Did. Mine came in at full GW and Forge World price was ten sixty six. Element Games and full Forge World is ten fifty two because there's that much resin in mine. Um, you're actually only saving yourself fourteen pound going to Element Games, but it's fourteen pound is fourteen pound. Yeah, I, I've got uh, my Games Workshop is like two hundred and fifty. And that's Terminators, Drop Pods, and Mark Free Marines. Yeah, I used I used the um, Grayslayer pack from Forge World. I didn't use Mark Free Marines. Uh, so Seventy, whatever it was. What did I do for mine? Um, yeah, mine were plastic, uh, entirely plastic, uh, with a combi weapon set accounted for each unit. So you'd still have some spares to stick on Heresy Trading afterwards. Make a bit back. I used the uh, for the. I couldn't really find a figure that I was happy with for the Speaker of the Dead. So, yeah, so I did no. use a forty k. The Wolf Priest. Wolf Priest. Yeah, I thought you looked. Cool. Uh, I'm yeah. converting mine out of. Um, I bought two packs of uh, Cataplexic Terminators. I'm making my Praetor and um, and uh, Speaker of the Dead out of those. Yeah, I I worked on the Praetor being a. I accounted thirty quid for a. Um, resin Terminator yeah. model uh, to, to convert Speaker of the Dead I said 25 for each because again pick either a, a character model or some bits to mm. kit bash one um, I think my Varagia yeah Varagia had uh, 80 quid GW plastics and you've got you'd have combi plasmas let up, left over from the combi weapon sets that you bought for the troops so yeah, the, the the main money is in things like is funnily enough in the Thunderhawk gunship and the lightning and the two storm, storm eagles, hundred and ten a piece. So yeah, that's expensive. That yeah, I I use the forty k model for the um, Cestus because they don't make them anymore and it seemed good enough. So yeah, yeah, the Cestus is they've got to they've got to bring that back because uh, yeah, it's a lovely popular kit. Right, so there we go. So Chris with two and Michael with one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll update the scores and we'll... uh, Can't believe that. So that that, that, that allows... um, Sorry? Can't believe we've got fun to play against with that list. But yes, well played, Chris. I'm not rocking a flare-shielded Thunderhawk. Yeah, so that... that, 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 uh, I did say play with as well. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what with is... Uh, whether with is a bit of a weird one, but yes, definitely something when you think about. It. But yeah, well played, good good lists all round. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, what we'll uh, what we'll do now is we'll quickly talk about events very quickly.
Okay, Michael here, just on my own. Um, the other guys wanted to uh, get some kip. Uh, don't blame them. <laughs> uh, we went on quite late. Anyway, uh, so, events. Obviously, a lot of events have been cancelled, rescheduled. Um, some we just don't know when, when, when they're being rescheduled to. Um, we've got a couple still in for April and May. But I would check with those venues. I'd even go so far as checking with the June ones as well, keeping an eye on those. Um, hopefully things can get back to normal soon, but it, it's a case of keeping an eye on things and, um, just seeing how, how it all goes. Um, you know, keeping is keep safe. Um, okay. So 26th of June, we've got decimation in Eastleigh. That's a doubles event on the 16th of May is react and meltdown. That's in the enjoyment wargaming. That's in pool. And that is an adeptus titanicus event. Uh, then on the 6th of June, the, is the Death Throes of uh, Tyranna Smarag Part 2 at Common Ground Games in Sterling. I really, really should ask Kieran how that's pronounced. Then 2nd of August, and I'm hoping by this point everything will be back to normal, but we, we just don't know. Um, it is uh, Firefight at Eastleigh as a Centurion-only event. Um, on the 30th of August is the Burning of Prospero in West Furrock. That's a Mournavolt podcast event. 5th of September, it's the Scarring of Alsfer. That's in uh, Southampton. That is a doubles event. Uh, uh, 30k Frontier. Uh, 18th of September, Company of Legends 2020 in Durham. Uh, 26th of September is the Purging of Delta Garmin 4 in Eastleigh. Um, then we've got 9th of October, Blood and Glory in Nottingham. Unfortunately, it's looking highly likely like myself, Graham, and Chris aren't going to be able to get there this year. It's um, just with the rescheduling of Company of Legends. I've got a holiday in, so is Graham. Uh, it's just, you know, we weren't expecting it to be at that time of year. Um, and uh, from speaking to um, Ben and Greg, it looks like that's kind of the permanent time of year they're going to be looking at from from now on. Um, you know, obviously, uh, holding something on, you know, around bonfire night, uh, in this country is quite difficult. Um, <laughs> so they've, uh, moved. Um, anyway, 24th of October is the Company of Legends, uh, March event in October. And 24th of October, we got the Scouring of Alsfa in Southampton. That's a doubles event. And finally, 21st of November is the Fall of a Damokan, a Boards and Swords Hobbies in Derby. Really good store, actually. Um, and that's an Imperialis Militia and Solar Auxilia event only. And I kind of want to build an army just so I can go to that. Because <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. As I said, Board and Swords is quite nice, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> uh, other events coming up. Well, there aren't any. Uh, UK Games Expo has been rescheduled for August. Um, I will throw the date up in the show notes. I haven't got it to hand right now. Um, but obviously that's moved halls as well, which is going to be interesting um and the 28th of march which by the time this podcast goes out you'll have already seen it and hopefully we'll have a reveal of the khan probably the lion uh, if the rumors are to be believed um and that's a uh, warhammer community online seminar 28th of march 2 p.m gmt and then saturday the saturday after this episode comes out 4th of april 2 p.m british summertime because obviously the clocks have gone forward which means that's an hour less that we have to stay indoors, um, is the, uh, full, uh, is the Warhammer community online seminar. So for, for 4th of April, 2 PM. Um, hopefully they've got something for, um, for heresy. If, 
they haven't had it at the first one. And, uh, or maybe Titanicus. Who knows? Anyway, I'm going to go into the close now. Um, thank you for listening. Um, and as I said, stay safe, guys. Right, so that brings to close the episode three of year four, which is a terrifying event that we've been doing this for. I've been doing it for three and a bit, and they've been doing it for four. Um, if you would like to leave us some reviews on iTunes, uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Links are all in the show notes. Um, give our page a like too, because it like it makes Graham happy, and otherwise we get pestering emails as to why we're not doing things, um, which is... So it's just a lot of hassle. It really does help my spam filter an awful yeah. lot. Like, right. you, know, you need to get uh, a program. Left you only get emails. Uh, yeah, I only get emails. I mean, I get the text message about the nonsense in the morning, but yeah, I just get emails the rest of the time. Yeah. I dread to think what it says you, Mike. I can only imagine. So well, the, the loud hailer outside his front house was probably a step too far, I guess. I thought it was just doing things to his Alexa as well. I'd heard you start doing things to his Alexa. Well, I don't. I can't never confirm nor deny that I have in fact engaged a set of North Korean hackers to uh, mess around with his lights and stuff because I know he's got a controlled house. And funny the enough, when yeah, I do um, when I do um, edit this show, um, there is a phrase that Graham says that that, that triggers Alexa all the What's time. That? Really? Uh, I can't I'm remember what it was. I think it's a lot of people. And now. <laughs> I think it's and now. Triggers a lot of the way people. You, the, way you, the way you pronounce it, it, it okay. just triggers Alexa. Okay. Well, and and I just triggered her there. Uh, yeah. Never mind. Right. If you want to get in touch with us, you can post on our Facebook wall or send messages to the Facebook account because we all see that. Or you can email us at therush at edgeofempire.co.uk. If you want to help out the show, we have an affiliate link with Audible, so you can sign up for the Horace Heresy audiobooks, which are definitely worth it. You get a month's free trial, and after that, it's $7.99 a month for a free audiobook every month. Um, you can buy other things and stuff, but that's not a problem. Uh, all the Black Library audiobooks are on there as well. You can become a patron of the show and pop a couple of dollars in our tip jar, for which we are eternally grateful, and we definitely are. I didn't uh, see that. Hey, Oh, maybe I did. Sorry. <laughs> it's just playing with things now. You can help us out also by going through the advert on the website uh, to purchase your toys, your Element Games. We also have Element Crystal Codes. Uh, and when you place an order, if you put in this code, you get double crystals and we get crystals as well. I don't really understand it, but it's magic. Uh, mine... It, 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 get your money off. It, oh, yeah, that's it. That's what you get. You get yeah, money off. Uh, so mine is CHR211. Graham's is GRA2794. Michael's is MIC440. And Rob's is ROB7676. Right. Uh, and I'll put these in the show notes. <laughs> so they'll be in the show notes too. So next month, Rob's going to be joining us again. Hooray. He's enjoyed it enough to put up with our, our nonsense. It's been a pleasure, champs. It's been a pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed this evening. So I guess uh, next month is due on April the 13th and we're going to do a word bearers episode. Woo! Oh, I look forward to that. That was um, interesting. Um, 
jazzy stuff. I, yeah, will, adopt, doing... I will adopt Graham's attitude towards the <laughs> towards the uh, the word bearers, but never mind. It's their okay. bleeding fault. The whole thing. So we've got some other stuff we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing more drug uh, drug laws. We're going to try and I'm going to try and write a, a Death Watch RPG that we're going to live stream, which will probably go horribly, but we can laugh. And some other bits and pieces. So you're going to be hearing plenty of us. Yeah. Uh, there was a Q&A and stuff, wasn't there? And yeah. ask us anything and all sorts of things we think of doing. So, yeah, we'll be out there. So, yeah, that brings a, an end to this episode. All it is for us to say goodbye. Yes, good night. And uh, have a lovely month, y'all. And goodbye. Yes, yep. Stay safe, uh, Most of all, yeah, stay safe, yeah. yeah. Okay. Stay safe. And if you do catch it, don't come near us. No. But tell us, you, you know, tell us you're okay. Yeah, yeah, tell us you're okay, yeah, yeah obviously. Okay. Yeah, we I, love will... our, I love our endings. It's it's like, like, I just... what, no one has yet said, when one of you says, it's good night from me, not one of you has said, and it's good night from him. And... No, no, I know, it's depressing. Every time exactly. I've stopped doing it. We leave that to the legends. Yes. Right. It's not a bit cliche. Come on, man. Get also, we're not exactly them. You know, exactly, yeah. they are, you know, well above us. Gentlemen? Well, well. well. My mum's calling. I'm going home. <laughs> Fair enough. Harry. Fair enough. Right, yeah. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.